Hey, welcome to the Vic Nerd Podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm Dan DiDio. How, Brandon, ben, how'd we get Dan DiDio? I have no with fucking me, idea. With me is Ryan Adopolis. Hello, it's nice to meet you, Dan. And Ben Magnet. Hello. How are you two? I'm good. I'm good. I'm How good. are you, Dan? Good. I'm good. Cool. I'm talking about comics today. Yeah, we're going to oh, talk I like about comics. Talk so about I. DC Comics today. Yeah, we're going to talk all about the DC Comics today. <laughs> Can't keep it that long. <laughs> that's a good start. Hey, yeah. what's up, bud? How's it going, guys? Oh, that's uh, Brandon T. McClure. It's not actually Dan Didio. No, no, no. It's, uh, that was a pretty good uh, impression of Dan Didio, though. It's pretty, pretty yeah, good. Uh, uh, ben hadn't ever heard Dan talk before. No, not until today. And uh, we showed him, and it's like that's that's how he talks, yep. guys. Yeah, uh, he's got a deep voice. He uses uh, uh he uses uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a. Uh, He's a fun guy to listen to talk. He yeah. does have a good voice. I have to say that. It's pretty yeah. deep. I like it. It's a pretty yeah. fun uh, impression to do. Yeah. How was your week, guys? Oh, hey. Sparks isn't here with us. Today. Sorry, yeah. Sparks. He had stuff to do? Yeah, he did. Uh, he's uh, Congratulations, by the way, Ryan. Yes. He, yes. he got, a, got a house. Yes. We're moving in soon. Oh, my God. It's You're scary. moving oh. in close to me. Dude, we're literally like 12 minutes away from it each made, other. No, I'm telling Fanny about this. And she's like, yay. I'm like, yeah. yay! And now we could carpool to Brandon, so we could go to the comic book store. Yeah, dude. Sorry, Brandon, you're the odd man at now. Are you still gonna shop at Earth too? I yeah, because I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just go once a week. I, yeah. I'm not gonna get rid of it because my pull is to Earth too. Because I there was another comic store that's a little bit closer to us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot closer to us compared to Earth too. There were times where I put books on my pole and I didn't get them, and it really bummed me out. Yeah. So Earth Two is very reliable. I went there earlier today. Yep. Yeah. I uh, that's been my primary shop for since I moved to LA. Dude. Uh, I get a produce weird discount, so I'm not gonna leave. Any Anytime former soon. employees, it's really good. It's pretty sweet. I was not a former employee, but no, I, the other Ben was though. No, he had an interview. He wasn't oh, hired. Yeah, okay. He wasn't. Just I would have been mad if he did get hired, but. And also, I shopped with you guys, and also we have to go to Brandon's every other week anyway. So exactly, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of one of those. Like when we first started, a little inside baseball. When we first started the yeah. podcast, before Ryan even showed up, mm-hmm. uh, we were uh, Ben and I had decided on a deal because we both we live an hour away from each other. Yeah. Um, that because Ben lives so far away, it didn't mm-hmm. make sense to him for him to come out every week, and it didn't make sense for me to go out every week. So it just became like we would alternate weeks. We trade. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are times where I would go out two weeks, where you would come out two weeks, kind of like now because I still don't have a car and it really? sucks. But you might get one this week. Hopefully. Woo! Fingers crossed. Yeah. But, so yeah, so of course I'm still going to go to Earth 2, and they still have my comics. And dude, oh my God, they are on the ball of calling me. They call me while I'm at work, so I sadly don't answer. Mm-hmm. But I always get the message of them like, hey, so they finally got my Sonic the Hedgehog 4. Oh, They have wow. uh, my uh, like Action and my Superman in. I was so bummed. I couldn't pick up everything I wanted, and they, ha- they finally got in Half Past Danger. Oh, yeah? I'm very excited to read that. What's the what's the sequel called? Oh, uh, uh, Dead to Rikes. Dead to Rikes? Brilliant. Oh, oh. Past Danger 2, Dead to Rights. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Pulp oh. Adventures. And there's a dinosaur in it. They have a, they have a pet velociraptor. What? I'm so in. Oh, they've been watching Runaways. Right. Or, or uh, Jurassic World. Yeah. Alan. So Alan. I had a pretty good week. As some of you might know, some of you's, I'm, I'm from New York. I'm Dan DiDio. Um, no as, Man. Hey, some of you. As some of you've been <laughs> Let me talk to you about No that, Man's Sky. That, that was more about, that was more Brooklyn. Uh, hey, oh, I'm from Jersey. I'm Joey Wheeler. Whatever. That the Jersey was wrong. The no, Joey Wheeler was. Right. <laughs> uh, so No Man's Sky came out two years ago, and that game sucked real bad because they promised the world, and we made the mistake of believing it. Two years later, uh, that company has stuck to their guns. They have they've been very silent, and they just keep putting updates and updates and updates. And the big they just released a new No Man's Sky next. next. The big update, which is giving everyone back in. Uh, so that game when it came out was three gigs. The download for this game is fourteen gigs. Whoa! It's a very very. It's the same game. Much like Minecraft has just gotten better, it is now that I know what that game is. It's awesome. 
it's base building. You can have freighters and have like giant like trade battles. You can do multiplayer. Like everything that they promised two years ago is finally here. Uh, and now that I've uh, given it a shot and I'm back in, I'm like, okay, now I know what to expect. Space Minecraft, and it's super fun. Now I wanna, I do wanna say, last week you forgot your bag at Comic Con. Oh my God. Okay, Dorian Rohan Gray. I don't know if that's your real name, but uh, I did lose my Comic Con bag with all of my Donny Kate signed stuff, my Batman number one sign, like your Scott Snyder. Yeah, my most expensive comics that I own and I thought they were gone forever but luckily uh, with some help from my friends online and other various things we were able to get it back and I got it sent to me a week like less than a week than when I lost it so Dorian thank you so much bud I I forgot I had all my Donny Kate sign stuff and I was freaking out <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's incredible that, that you were able to get those back man yeah uh, we're very happy about yeah. it because uh, we were we were really uh, really stressing out about it on the ride home yeah dude because we didn't find out until we got back uh, for, to Medicaid yeah. which we were yeah. staying until I was already yeah. we were like on our way home we were like 45 yeah. minutes away from San Diego when yeah, Ryan was, realized yeah. when he we, he looked in the trunk of the rental car I was oh, using oh hey where's my bag yeah we were like what Oh shit! Like, maybe it's in another bag. It's a pretty big bag, guys. We, 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 we looked. In, we looked in that <laughs> trunk five times. It's like when you when you go to your fridge when it's empty and you yeah. just like, you keep checking. Maybe there's food there. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like it magically yeah. opens up. But it's 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 pretty incredible that a nice guy yes found it and uh, was able to get didn't it even ask you. for shipping. I was like, hey man, let me send you money for shipping. He's like, I would want somebody to do the same for me. I'm just gonna take care of it. Don't worry. Dude, yeah. so, uh, there are good people in the Comic Con brings the good people out. Yeah, yeah. there are good people. Very in the universe. exciting. Yeah, we're yeah. very happy about that. So thank you, thank you again. Yeah, man. And then I got the house with 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 our man Sparks uh, yeah. moving in next week probably everything's coming up to you yeah dude at least this is a pretty good week for you this is a pretty good week yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben uh, up until today th- or yesterday or, or today things were not good yeah yeah but um, so today I did something I thought I would never do in my entire life what's that I flew a plane that's illegal what <laughs> I'm just kidding how is oh. I don't think I gave you license but I'll allow it no no okay so it's today's right, one of, t- today's my best friend's birthday <laughs> And oh, as a birthday because he's trained to be a flyer. Sorry. Hey, what would you guys rather do? Take away Harrison Ford's license or tell him to take off his earring? I don't know. Not. Sophie's choice. Yeah. No. So my one of my best friends, he's trained to be a pilot, right? And there's this um uh, and there's like this Groupon thing where he where you can go in a plane. Wait, I'm not training to be a pilot. What are you talking about? My. Uh, how to train your pilot? Oh, the, oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm a third best friend. I forgot. Would you stop? I love you. I love you too. So he's trained to be a pilot, and he's and for his birthday he was like, you know what, I'm learning how to fly, but I want you guys to experience something I've been doing. So he teaches. So he gets this thing together where myself and a bunch of other people, where one person is a pilot. There's also there's like a trained pilot who does this who teaches every day, and you so one person gets to be a passenger, and we actually get to fly a plane. So it's already in the air, and then the then the, like the actual dude says, okay, now you can grab the controls. I was turning. Uh, we were we were flying around the Long Beach Palace various area. It is beautiful. Ben. Ben, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, shush. Now, uh, somebody said, like, somebody texted you, like, make sure Ben's, like, super focused, yeah, no, right? so I was with one of my oldest friends from elementary school, Elena. Man, I don't even know people from middle school. Uh, no, elementary school, I just actually. deleted a friend request from middle school. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> if you're listening, no, we're sorry. No, she's one of my closest friends. I've known her for, for years, and her family, they know me very well. So, of course, they when they found out that I was one who was flying... Or who was going to take the controls once we were already up in the air? They're like, tell Ben to focus, mm-hmm. make sure he doesn't die. And even when I told my mother that I was doing this, she was like, "Do you have a will? <laughs> Did you write a will out?" Does a will doesn't even, work. even before I left the house, I told my roommate, "I was like, okay, so if I die, my mother and Fanny have first dibs of my stuff." Nice. 
yeah. I made the joke like you got to be real safe, right? But like, hey, who's the co? What's the co-pilot? A co-pilot. You ever seen Star Fox? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, a barrel roll. No, <laughs> no. So right before we took off, I was I was talking to the guy. I was like, okay, so let, let me, I need to know how many Top Gun references do you get when you do this? And he's like, eh, sometimes a lot, sometimes not so much. So, but right and when then he proceeded to do a Top Gun reference. No, actually, he started it. So right when we right before we took off, he looks at me. He's like, so. You feel the need? I'm like the yeah. need for speed, and we took off. And right when he's told told me the graphic controls, I'm like, talk to me, goose. <laughs> talk to me, goose. But you know, did you ever enter the danger zone? I there you, was a ra- you, there was oh, a radio. Hold on. hold on, what? You've seen Top Gun, right? Of course I have. Okay. Oh my! Sometimes you do. This I have thing. seen Top Gun multiple times. Sometimes you do this thing. It's my girlfriend who hasn't Play seen Top with Gun. The boys. Sometimes you do this thing where you just where you just reference and quote a movie that you have not seen as if you have seen it. Dude, it was, I had to be sure. I had to double check. I was this close to joining the Navy because of Top Gun. I mean, you say you hate the movie Doom. Tom Cruise is really you haven't seen Doom. influential. Wow. Yeah. Thirty three years later, Top Gun two coming out next year. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so I was like, fly- I have to admit, I saw because we flew around the the port of Los Angeles. We saw the I coast, see, and you saw your life flash before your eyes. No, it was beautiful. We saw, we drove, we flew up the coast a little bit. Uh, we actually flew over one of Trump's golf courses. Mm, did you take a poop? I uh, <laughs> no. Shut up. No, but um, sorry, conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> No, so trying but, to keep politics out of this. Yeah, we don't like alienating. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. my bad. My, that's no, me. so well, like, we flew up the coast. It was beautiful. We saw. I saw the queen. <laughs> the, the uh, political views of Ryan. He's yeah, like, do not. Ben <laughs> Magnet do not reflect the political views of the show. Yeah, thank you. No, so we f- we flew up the coast. We saw Catalina. We saw the Queen Mary. It was just. It was one of the most beautiful sights ever. And we were only up um one thousand five hundred. Oh, feet. you missed the. You missed. The, you should have been like. It was the second most beautiful sight I ever saw. And we would have been like, what's the first? And he would have said Fanny. Mm. I said it was one of the most beautiful things. I know, things. but you missed an opportunity. I'll never we can retroactively you. fix it. I'll never forgive you for it. Editing power. I will not edit this. Oh, you're right. No. <laughs> he yeah, said, you met me. There are hey, times where Brandon says, oh, yeah, don't worry about this. He does. He never edits yeah, it. Yeah, but it makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what about, uh, what makes about, the show what feel about, more real. What about you, Brandon? How was your, yeah, how was your week? I was sick. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty terrible week. I'll be honest. Uh, however, I did get to consume a couple bits of media, such as Skyscraper. Yeah, it's fine. What right? is that? It's a fine movie. Right. Okay. Fine. Movie. Did you pay any extra money? For I movie did. Pa- okay. I did. I, I had to do surge price. That's for fine. The movie. I am sorry. Uh, it's fine. It was only six dollars at the time. Okay. That's, that's like that rides the line for skyscraper. Yeah, but, but seriously, you guys have been. T- I've been seeing the text story about Movie Pass. I know we're going to talk about it later, but we're not. We're not. Oh, we're not? Talk Never about mind. It. Let's just real quickly say Movie Pass is really starting to real suck, real bad. Yeah, it's 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 going downhill. I'm sure everyone who's been watching the news, they they know what's going on. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, I watched skyscraper. Um. I watched Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible Six, which was I thought was really great. That's what I want to see, and I can't. They won't let me. <laughs> yeah, Movie Pass just won't let you watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah, I thought that movie was great. Uh, I saw Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Okay. How was that? S- certainly a fine film. Uh, the the end credits tag was much better than the whole movie. Don't spoil it for those. I will not spoil yeah, it for okay. those who want to see it. Um, ben Affleck shows up. Hey guys. <laughs> but it's <laughs> let me tell you guys, it's gonna be really exciting if one of you should you should just go see the movie to support whatever that possibly might be. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But yeah. Do I really want to wait? Oh wait, I'll be singing an hour and a half full of four of a year full of air conditioning. So you know what? Yeah, it's worth it, especially with um, this heat wave that we've been having recently. My God. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. I, I saw Godzilla: City on the Edge of Battle. That's the second movie, right? Yes, the second Godzilla animated film on Netflix. It's just fine. If, it, you, hey, it, if you listen to our review of the first film, it's the same. That's disappointing. Yeah. Because that first one's like, eh. That's fine. No, no. I can, here's how I describe the first one. Yeah, you literally fell asleep during I it. did. Yeah, and you woke up and you missed nothing. No, I woke up to Godzilla destroying shit and then I fell back asleep. You know what, you know what actually really sucks? We almost got, I felt like we almost got Biolante. Yeah. In this film. Because we see like Vines movie and I'm like, 
Biollante. Yeah. And then it's just evil vines. Oh. That's a oh. that's a weird misdirect. Right? Oh. I was like, that's come bullshit. on, people. Come yeah. on, people. Okay. Um, you also watched some robot lions, right? Yeah, I decided because oh, I'm documented. I'm a big fan of the the the, the TV series Voltron. Netflix. Legend of Defender really? on Netflix. Really? Which Ben you started watching. I did. Finally. Um and uh, I decided to watch the original Voltron show from eighty four. <laughs> oh boy, that's something else. Let me tell, tell me you about guys. the Swedish chef. <laughs> tell me about right, the Swedish chef, right, dude. So okay, so um, in the show, it's still the same characters: uh, uh, Lance, Keith, uh, Pidge. Hunk, Pidge. Um, uh, you get you find you meet Alora and you meet uh, Koran. Uh, but the fifth paladin, Shiro, in Legendary Defender, and actually Shiro in 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 Japan in the Go, Go Lion TV series, is translated to Sven. Sven. S V E N. So, like the character from Frozen. And he's Swedish. Yeah. Oh. And his accent can only be described as a hate crime. Oh. That's fantastic. And I'm watching this and it's like, what do you think, Sven? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like. He's a bork He's away. a bork away from being the <laughs> Swedish chef. It was the 80s. It was a different time. <laughs> no, Stereotypes were much more relevant. It's, and Paige's voice is so bad. Yeah. It's like, it's like the chipmunk voice that they couldn't modulate into a high pitched squeak. I don't like that at all. Uh, oh no! It's it, it's it, in the four episodes in you don't see Voltron. That's I give him credit for world building. Yeah, <laughs> in the eighties, yeah, like that's that. a word for it. Yeah, there you go. There, yeah. So the, they don't even introduce the characters. They just kind of Keith is the only person who talks in the first episode, uh, and a couple of people talk, and he's also the only character who's named. Oh. You don't ever get another name until the second episode. Interesting. And it, so, kind of props. I guess you're just expected to know who these characters are, or they just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, but it is, man, I'm so happy that new show exists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that show is bad. Uh, upon doing research when we were in the car, there's like, there's been like three or four other series and some like TV movies and stuff. And like, there's been a, there's been two sequel shows to the original. Yeah. Uh, there was Voltron third dimension, which was a 3d animated show yes. in the same vein as a reboot, reboot. And, and if you, Beast Machines. Yeah. And if you look at that, that animation does not hold up. Nope. Very bad. Um, and, uh, that, that is Tim Curry as Prince Lotor. Yeah. And then, uh, there was another one that aired on Nickelodeon. Voltron Force. Voltron Force. That's the one. Is that the one that I that I said I watched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I actually remember Voltron Force, and I think I put on Instagram or not Instagram, like Facebook. I was like, when did Voltron come back? Yeah, I seem to recall there was a second Voltron show that aired around the same time. Yeah, I don't, but I can't find any mention of it, so I probably like dreamed that. Yeah. Um, you and I actually realized we had the same memory of a of a show of Megatron being a dragon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was Beast Machines. Yeah, he he's he's originally a T Rex and then he dies and is like reformed. Yeah, he's a T Rex yeah. in Beast Wars and in Beast Machines he's a dragon. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that animation does not hold up. No, I always remember. I always remember that that the first episode of that show. They're all like the the Decepticons are riding or uh, whatever the Predacons. Like, the Predacons are are like running to the Energon. And there's a character named Dinobot who's a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's a raptor. He's a raptor. And then T- Megatron's a T-Rex, and he just goes, mm, yes, Energon, yes, wow. Energon. That sounds terrible. And what you like, don't, what my you, God. What you don't hear is the fapping sound effect. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He loves that Energon too much. It was. <laughs> yeah, might as well have been. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shall we get into our bread and butter? Heck yeah, I'm hungry. Yo, Garcon, hook it up, buddy. And here's your bread. And your butter. His bread butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. Mm, this bread and butter is really good, guys. But uh, 
To start off with, we have a, a, a headline that I have to the stars. But it starts with Lord of the Rings. To the stars, like Babe. And I will, uh, I will tell you why in a moment. So the Lord of the Rings TV series on Amazon uh, has been uh, bouncing around for a little bit. One billion dollars for the series. Oh, oh. I'm just putting my pinkies oh. to my face like Dr. Evil from oh. Austin Powers. Yeah. Oh, Shadow, Shadow Facts shows the meaning of Dag Holy shit, dude. <laughs> shows the meaning of fat bank accounts, biatch. What was the, what was the, was the joke in the, in the Godzilla, um, uh, what was it, uh, Ooh. Uh, what you got it? Sin, sin counter. Uh, oh. Everything wrong with the guys. That's right. Yeah. It's like it's like oh. holy <laughs> shit! Even Liam Neeson pissed himself. Remove <laughs> two sins. Yeah. Anyway, so the Lord of the Rings TV series has a has a couple of showrunners. Finally, okay. showrunners and writers. Yeah. Okay. So they're gonna. Well, they're, obviously they're going to assemble the writers. Room, no, yeah, yeah. But this is the, these are the showrunners. Uh, J D. Payne and Patrick McKay. Uh, I did not do a whole lot of research on these guys. Uh, I do only know that they are currently writing Star Trek Four, mm-hmm. which has actually yet to be greenlit by Paramount. It's very important to note that. Yeah. Uh, there's no this director. This is uncommon, though. Like no, it's not. Like Nicole Perlman, who did Guardians and is now doing Captain Marvel. Like she was given that like so early. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they but they uh, they released a statement. The rich world that J.R. Tolkien created is filled with majesty and heart. Wisdom and complexity. We are absolutely thrilled to be partnering with Amazon to begin to bring it to life anew. We feel like Frodo setting out from the Shire with great with a great responsibility in our care. It is the beginning of the adventure of a lifetime. And then uh, Amazon released a statement that the series will explore new story t- new storylines preceding J.R.R. Tolkien's The Fellowship of the Ring. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for this show. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, uh, this isn't like a Titan situation where there's like no budget. Like a clearly, billion, there's a budget. This is yeah. a this is like bigger than Game of Thrones budget. Mm-hmm. So this is like Amazon. Like yo, we're in this. I think we, did, we I think we we figured that Game of Thrones has collectively spent seven hundred million on roughly, the series. Roughly, roughly, like some of the like season finale episodes are an hour and a half with bigger budgets, but like every yeah. episode around ten million. Yeah. Um. So that's that seems right. That seems about right if they yeah. want that scale. And, uh, Star Trek Discovery, I think, in the first season was six million an episode. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, CBS. I think a lot of that went to, went to Oscar Isaac. Not Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Jason, oh. Isaac. Jason Isaac. Hey, I'd be down for Oscar Isaac. He POTUS shows up out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is a different galaxy. This is weird. Um, so, yeah. So, Peter Jackson was going to either do this or do something else. And he's not doing this. Nope. They he's asked, not doing they that asked something him, else. Yeah, they asked him what he's doing. I guess he's not doing anything. So, he's, he's not doing that DC thing. No, he's not. He's, he's producing the Mortal Engines. Yes. They're not directing. Yeah. Um, which I'm eternally pissed off at that trailer for telling us he's they, directing. They always do that, man. That's like Tim Burton's like big thing. It's like yeah. produced by Tim Burton. Um, I really... Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, not directed by Tim Burton. He's not like... I really like Lord of the Rings, uh, the Hobbits, whatever. But like, I really like that universe. And like, if they if they they put the the creative minds behind it and all the money, like, I, who knows, man? Yeah. What is what's Amazon's biggest show right now? I would say Man on the High Castle. That's a big show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. A I, good show. I would say I would yeah. definitely say that's probably that's the one that gets a lot of the publicity. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's. Uh, I, I know they have a they have uh, Electric Dreams. Oh, the Philip K. Dick thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, the Tick. Yeah. Which was very popular. But that's last not season. a a billion dollar show. <laughs> Oh no! It's no, yeah, I think no, Man High Castle has gotten a lot because I remember they start they try to get Mozart in the Jungle like oh you should watch Mozart in the Jungle but then they're like mm. that show that, I right, see that billboards that, for that show that yeah. didn't uh, that didn't, that didn't go take the way a, the plan. but Man in the High Castle however that took that off. first season's really dope that's I some Wolfenstein shit though I really want to see that show yeah. um, I'm a big Philip K Dick fan yeah um, I mean I just it's really curious if it's gonna be Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings 
because like that's what I felt it was kind of trying to become. But now that it's not tied to it, if yeah. they're just gonna do their own thing, they might they might like connect it more to the books, which is awesome. That's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those movies are basically the books anyway. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of difference. Just except, stuff taken out. Yeah, except yeah. some characters are better written. I am no man. Arwen. Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um. Well. Wait, oh, never mind. So yeah. So you know, to the stars, the Star Trek writers writing Lord of Things. But anyway, also Star Wars. Star Wars had an official announcement of episode nine uh, a week after Comic Con. I'm sure that was not a coincidence. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's already so much Comic Con news. We yeah. didn't have time for that. Uh, so a week after Comic Con, we, we uh, StarWars.com officially released the uh, the official statement. I yeah. guess for Star Wars episode nine uh, that announced that it's going to start filming. Uh, I didn't write it down. Soon? August. August. Oh, that's month. August. Okay. That's right. Um, Abrams will be co-writing the script with Chris Terrio. Okay. Uh, who did uh, Argo, Batman v Superman, Justice League. Um, One out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Argo's great. Yeah. Uh, returning cast members, obviously Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Donald Gleason. The one I'm really excited about, Kelly Murray Tran. Yeah. After mm-hmm. what happened with her, I'm very excited that she's going to come back. I still not the biggest fan of what that character did, but that's that's not her fault. No, it's not absolutely not. Uh, but I also think that... I'm glad they're not, they're not getting rid of her. Yeah. yeah I, I understand what they want to do with their character, and I think... If explored really well, it can be done well. Yeah. I, th- I think so. I don't yeah. think it can be done well, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, uh, Jonas, who is uh, Chewie, yeah, is the, uh, he was Chewbacca in, in Solo. Yeah, Billy Lord, Anthony Daniels. It's funny because Bill, Billy Lord like has like one of the smallest roles in that movie. She she's has, like she has progressively had a bigger role in each Star Wars film, Wait. but that's still not saying much. Who's yeah. Billy Lord? She's just it? a blonde lady in the Rebellion. Okay, so she's oh, is she's, she the one with that with that braid? In, in, in Force Awakens, she has Force Awakens and Last Jedi. She has the Leia buns. Yeah, she's really not a big character. So she's oh. she's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah. Oh, so like her real life daughter. Yeah, so she's giving her like a little bit more of a role, I guess. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, she got a bi- she had a bigger part in Last Jedi, and probably have a bigger part in this one. Um, but also Mark Hamill. Interesting. Force Returning. Ghost. Or uh, so there's the theory floating around that they could uh, just say he didn't die. Oh. So uh, get get through the rest of the casting, and then we yes. can talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, new cast members, because there's always new cast members. Uh, Naomi Aki, I don't know her. Nope. Uh, Richard E. Grant, he's so good. Yeah, he's great. And Carrie Russell. Also, Richard E. Grant was already in a Star Wars movie. He was. He was in Episode Three. He was the Utapau guy with the weird jaw. <gasps> oh, yep. fun fact. The guy who uh, Ken Nassar named for yep, you. Yep, I didn't remember his name, but that's him. Yep. Uh, Carrie Russell. Yep. Is uh, is uh, we t- we heard she was in talks a little while ago. Good to see those were. Um, and I'll read this bit before we talk about the Mark Hamill bit. Carrie Fisher will also be returning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, this one is uh, really interesting uh, because we've been, uh, this is actually a buzz at work because we've been getting Star Wars Force Awakens reels and now we, know, now we know why. Why are we getting this old movie? That's weird. So uh, they will be using previously unreleased footage that was shot for Star Wars The Force Awakens. They specifically said The Force Awakens and not The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um Quote, we desperately loved Carrie Fisher. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the, st- the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode uh, 9 by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode 7. Um, so, Paul Walker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. They asked her daughter, so... The do- the family has given the blessing, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that is weird is that she's in the Last Jedi a lot more, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more footage. And she's a 
better actress. She's a better actress, and she yeah. like she physically looks different. She has like a different hairstyle and like whatever. Yeah. But like, it's really weird that they're not using more recent footage. They're using footage from like four years ago. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. I I think that lends, you know, we heard some rumblings that perhaps J.J. Abrams will be you know going it's back like on F the Last Jedi. Yeah, oh. God, that's the that's that's which, my which biggest fear, me. dude. Which worries like, me. Like, yeah. Like I'm like we briefly discussed. Like I have I really liked Force Awakens. Like and what it allowed Ryan Johnson to do his own thing. That's great. But man, like don't tread on somebody's ideas like that. Like mm-hmm. that's such that's so gross. I agree. Especially like bringing Mark Hamill back. Maybe there's a good idea. But like that character's journey ended for me. Yeah. Bringing him back, it's like it's it's like Ages of Shield after Col- spoilers for Coulson after Coulson's dead. Bringing back him for another season. Yes, it doesn't make any sense. So I think there is something to be said about him being an Obi Wan role. More so, because if you watch one, two, three, and four, Obi Wan's story ends in four. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's actually kind of cool. Is yeah. that you can see you see how his story ends, uh, and then it comes back for five and six he to does, give yeah. to give uh, like voiceover to give Luke as to give yeah. Luke guidance as a Force ghost. Yeah, yeah. I think perhaps we could be seeing the same thing. Force ghost. I hope so. I yeah, really I'm hope it's so. that. I'm banking on Force ghost right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm. That's the only way I would be okay with it because mm-hmm. we've seen it established. We know it can happen. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, uh, Force Coast Luke is so cool. It is pretty cool. So the, uh, sorry, this isn't working very well. Oh, is my internet giving you problems again? No, it's my it's my tablet. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, uh, what are you doing? Oh shit! Dang. This is all this is all recorded. I'm not editing this out. Oh. So um, so <laughs> we're Mark professionals. Hamill, Mark Hamill made a statement. Uh, it's bittersweet facing my final chapter without her. She is simply irreplaceable. I am finding solace in the fact that she won't be replaced. And I, and would love the worldwide outpouring of affection from those who loved her when they heard the news. Hashtag carry on forever. So here's yeah. my here's my fear because Mark Hamill he's back and he released a statement that he's coming back. My fear is that JJ was like, "Hey Mark, I heard you don't like what you did. So what if we fix it in the next movie?" That, me too. That really scares me. Yeah, because oh, yeah. like he he didn't have the arc people wanted, but at the end of that movie, he was a hero. He died mm-hmm. a hero. He died. He, he died the hero that the that the that rebellion thought he was. Yeah, he died. He died the hero that the rebellion. And that's what's so powerful about that. Needed. And like the end scene with those kids, you know, yeah, you can't understand, but he said Jedi Master Luke we know Skywalker. What they meant. Yeah. No, but it's not even that. It's the, I know people kind of have issues with the action figure thing. I don't understand why. Really? But, you know, people don't like action figures in Star Wars for whatever reason. Wow. Um, <laughs> kids can't have toys, right? Yeah. And so I like the I like the idea that he is so i made the case that star wars the last jedi is a hopeless movie mm-hmm. up until the end that's and so i have a coworker who's like yeah, chapters that's what middle chapters are i have a coworker who's like it's oh yeah it's hopeless it's hopeless i i hate it because it's hopeless uh i go to star wars for hope it's like but the end hope is reignited and have the, they ever uh, hope is hope is reunited in the galaxy it's 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 something very important that I think people misunderstand the ending because they're so pissed off about their fan service. Hey, yeah. have you guys ever seen Empire Strikes Back? It's a very hopeless movie. That movie okay. ends with your character possibly dying, your your hero getting his hand chopped off. Like, what are you talking about? That's exactly what Empire was. Yeah. Exactly. And hey, and hey, have you heard the tragedy of Dark Plagueis the Wise? Yes, <laughs> many times. Give me your pamphlet, please. <laughs> right, you use that joke all the time. I'm like, no, I was chopping one. all week. I was like, I need to make this joke. Mm, I need to make Plagueis. this joke. Yeah, I. But, I'm oh. very worried that they're going to go back on some. Not even like the story beats. Like, sure, the only story beat I'm going to really hate is Kylo Ren and Daisy Ridley's stories because I think those are really great in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially Kylo Ren's. Oh my god! Oh yeah, he's the best character of these new movies. Yeah, uh, Osh- Poe Dameron is the second best character, especially because of The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I think that they did great with. Yeah, him I him. love Poe Dameron. So Last Jedi. I 
wouldn't so much be opposed to them going back on story beats, more so themes, because The Last Jedi is about repurposing the Force to becoming something that everyone can have. Yeah. And no longer superpower, it's now something that connects yeah. everyone. Which is kind of like that's that's kind of always what the Force. It's always like been me. the Force. Yeah. Uh, like the before Luke was Vader's son, uh, Luke was uh, just a regular farm boy. Mm-hmm. And what I was talking about, how Ray is a regular person and her parents were drunkards. That's what makes her special. She's not lineage. She's not mm-hmm. Obi Wan's kid. Like, and if they back down off of that, then like, what's the point? Then it means like you have to be a family member to be f- cool. Yeah, like yeah. that's shitty. Yeah, yeah. But there is one name that I noticed that you did not mention. No, we said Plagueis the Wise. No, no, no. Oh, you're right. I me- I forgot to mention Billy D. Williams. No, no, no. Not him. Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, she's not on the list. Her name's not on there. I'm not surprised. Captain Phasma. She's already died twice. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, means- also uh, uh, DJ. <laughs> Don't join. Oh, DJ. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But no, so, because even, uh, nah, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that Phasma is truly dead. In which pisses- okay, she lives on in a dope watch. No, it pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, Brandon's dope uh, Phasma watch that he's wearing right now. Cool but thing she it pisses ever did me off because <laughs> I was hoping for Phasma to be a badass, and she was a badass. Okay, for just read the book. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. You don't get to have that because you oh. know what? People keep talking about Boba Fett. She's uh, Boba Fett. She, she's Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. She is nothing but a cool design. Yeah, she is nothing. So is Boba Fett. Boba Fett is nothing but a cool design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. George Lucas tried to give Boba Fett something, some cool like backstory. All he did was make him a whiny little bitch, basically. Take that, Boba. I don't like Boba Fett. I don't like Phasma. I was kind of hoping she would be in this cast list so that she could die again. <laughs> it's a sweet watch, wearing, though. And yet you're wearing a Phasma watch that I want. Truthfully, it's the coolest watch they made. I know. I believe. It's, so. He's wearing a Phasma Nixon watch. It is, she it died is really so he could live. Yeah. Sorry for anyone who likes Boba Fett. <laughs> you're going to get so much hate. No, I think he'll be fine. I don't think people listen enough. Oh. <laughs> uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, comics for Netflix. I like comics. So Netflix is getting a lot of play this, this episode. Ooh. Uh, you'll see why in a little bit. But uh, to begin with, Last Days of American Crime, which is a recommender comic that Ryan has not read. It's the one I haven't read. It's an OGN, original graphic novel. Uh, it will be adapted into a live-action uh, film uh, directed by Olivier Megaton. Hell yeah. Uh, who, dr- who directed Transporter <laughs> Transporter 3 and Taken 2 and 3. Really? He, he doesn't do original properties, only sequels. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is his first. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not crazy about a lot of his films. He does good action. but that's... I do like the Transporter yeah. a lot, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't think those two last th- those last two Taken films are very good. Not at all. I'll but give Taken two a h- mild pass. I think Taken three. One, I think Taken one is amazing. Taken one is is Luke Bisson though. That's a different story. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carl Kajdasek, cool. who wrote Oblivion. All right, cool. Uh, will be writing the script. Okay. And uh, Edgar Ramirez is in negotiations to play Graham Brick Brick Brick, uh, uh, who's a career criminal and the main character of the book. Uh, he's a great actor. Um, the series is set is set in a dystopian United States that's on the verge of ending crime by broadcasting signal nationwide by broadcasting by broadcasting a signal nationwide. But before he is forced to say goodbye to his life of crime, Brick teams up with other criminals to pull off the heist of the century. This sounds like a friggin' Rick Remender comic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dystopian future, all right. So that's cool stuff. That sounds awesome. I'll read this book by the next time that thing comes out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure they'll re- they'll re-release it in the new oh, printing. Oh yeah. Any interested in this one? Sure. All right, cool. It's on. It's a Netflix one and done movie, so it's easier to watch than like a ten episode. You know. Speaking of a ten episode Netflix <gasps> series, <gasps> Netflix series, mm-hmm. Lock and Key, oh my God. which is based off a Joe Hill comic. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was Steve, long it, Stephen King's son. 
So you should be what good favorite, friends. Your favorite did writer. You just, why did you just call me Stephen King's son? No. no, Joe Hill is Stephen King's so son. So you should be his good friends with him. Why? Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> You're not best friends with Stephen King? No. No, he's just his favorite. I really liked all. how we've gone from Stephen King expert uh. to best friends with Stephen King. For those of you who have been listening to the episode for this long, you've been following the lineage of the joke. You made the show for this long? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, whatever. It's a good insight, Jeff. I I swear, someone is going to try and contact, someday someone's going to try and contact Stephen King, and somehow, I don't know, well, got, Stephen King's got contact me. He's like, so I hear my big fan. I so ben, it. I was like, no, it's a running joke. When that you, happens, you better be mother effing prepared. You should know everything about Stephen <laughs> and King. And then you that, get him on the show. If that happens, I'm going to try to get him on the show so I can tell him to his face. He's like, I know nothing about your shit. That's a terrible interview. Why you are we doing this? You should never do that. <laughs> no, I, I, You should never do that. No. <laughs> so, Robert Downey Jr., I hate your movies. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy who interviewed um, uh, Warcraft. Oh, Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones. Yeah. And was just like, hey, you dickhead. Why did you adapt this movie poorly? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was. The most awkward interview ever. Anyway, oh. Lock and Key. The Lock and Key by <laughs> Joe Hill. It's finally moving forward. This time at Netflix. It's been like at Amazon, at Hulu. Nobody wants it. On Showtime. Show- Nobody wants it. Uh, it was initially being developed by S- Scott Derrickson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. There was a pilot done for Hulu that was directed by uh, Andy Musch- Muschietti. Who did It. Who did It. Yep. And is currently doing It Chapter 2. Yep. Uh, okay, that one I do know. However, they are not going to be using that pilot, that and they're going to be refilming it. That makes sense. Hiring a brand new cast and getting a brand new director and going to be re, uh, like starting anew from scratch for this 10-episode series. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's straight to series. So this is actually coming. Lock and Key is really cool. It's very Lovecraftian. It's about a crazy haunted house that every door is like a different dimension and it has like ghost portals and like that's. What I think you told me about this. It, yeah. sound, it sounds really cool. We've been These news stories have been popping up for months. So yeah. like it's actually yeah. finally happening. That's great. Sweet. Sweet. I'm going to move things all around a little bit. Uh, speaking of Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mowgli. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. The Andy Serkis Jungle Book film that was supposed to come out actually before Jungle Book, before Warner Brothers moved it to after Jungle Book and then kept putting it on the shelf because they were too scared that Jungle Book would overshadow it. Was it was originally called Jungle Book Origins. Yes. And now it's Mowgli. So now it's Mowgli. Uh, I've actually been really excited for this. I feel like I'm kind of the only one. No. Because like, uh, I really oh, like no. Andy Serkis and I wanted to see what he would do with it. Same. No, that trailer does look good. I mean, some of the CGI is a little shoddy, but... I've wanted to see this movie for a long time, like ever since he announced it, because this is going to be his directorial debut. That's right. Um, I really like Andy Serkis. What he does with this technology is amazing. Mm -hmm. He he pioneered this tech, Mm -hmm. and they're using using, uh, motion capture for these these animals. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, Warner Brothers has sold it to Netflix. That doesn't seem like they believe in it. Paramount did the same thing with the Cloverfield Paradox. Yep. Yeah. And look how well that turned out. It did not. Let's not well, talk about well, that. It didn't turn out at all. We like, <laughs> we like it. You guys I, I like, like it a hell of a lot less in hindsight. Yeah. I liked it until the end. Yeah, that's fine. The Cloverfield Paradox? Yeah. The, the big Cloverfield monster. Yeah. Yeah, that's why no, I The I, first half of that movie's dope still. The first, the first oh. half of that movie's really great. It's about halfway through that it starts getting a yeah. little shit. Anyway, um, it was originally going to come out October 19th. Yeah. Uh, they, finally, they finally figured out that there would probably be enough time for people to... Although there were people in the... In the, in the theater when the trailer when the trailer played, they were just like, "Oh, that's John Favreau's new Jungle Book movie." Uh, I'm like, "Oh no, oh, no, <laughs> shit!" The dark sequel. Um, yeah, it's uh, moving from its October 19th date, and it will now be premiering sometime in 2019. Huh. Oh, not even this year. Yeah. No, that movie's gonna suck, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sucks. Dude. Or it could be great, but it'll be swept under the rug. Yeah, I feel like if they th- if they feel like they had something really great, they wouldn't sweep I don't it under think the it's, rug. I don't think it's that. I think it's the Warner Brothers 
knows that they can't get away from the billion dollar behemoth that was the Jungle Book. I mean, sure, but that movie was like over two years ago now. But when right? was the last time that we had this kind of thing happen? Like Volcano, Dante's Peak kind of thing? Sh- shark, uh, shark Tale and Finding Nemo. Yeah. Mm. Ants and Bugs Life. Mm. It's been a long time since something like this has happened. White House Down and, and Olympus oh, Fallen. Fallen. <laughs> we saw Olympus Has Fallen. That was good. That movie's dope. Olympus dude. Has Fallen is really good. London Has Fallen. Not so much. No, no but it, it's I'm really fun. excited for the third one, though. Is there's, there? There's going to be a third uh, one. Angel Has Fallen. Really? Los Angeles, right? No. No? Air Force One. Oh. <gasps> Get off my plane hold again. Up, hold up, hold up. Is Aaron Heckard going to be the president again? No. Damn it. Uh, it's Harrison Ford. I think Aaron Heckard is not the president at this time. Uh, and uh, he's not even, and Jarrah Butler's not even the secret. Uh, then, uh, oh, is this a transport situation? No, uh. he's he's just there and they're targeting him this time. But he's, okay, Gerard's still, Gerard's still in the movie though. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah. so he's not Secret Service anymore. He's just chilling. Well, I think, I think like, some. I remember reading the synopsis like the president the current president has like asked him because he saved the last president that like, makes really, sense like a lot uh, it's just gonna be okay. Air Force One times two yeah, probably. which I'm cool with Air Force One's a great movie it is get I, off my plane I haven't seen it that's the one line I know it's good yeah, so Gary Oldman out. is an evil Russian man it's great yeah uh, Detective Pikachu which was initially gonna be developed at Universal Studios and Legendary Pictures oh Pi- yeah James uh, Fox wait no that's Sonic no that's Sonic who's, who's that's Pikachu Brian Reynolds, Reynolds. Okay. Brian Reynolds. All right, all right, all right. Uh, will now be developed by Warner Brothers and Legendary uh, Pictures okay this is weird because Nintendo and Universal have a deal, as in over in Universal Japan, they're building Nintendo Land as we speak. Yeah, you know, here's the thing though. Um, Legendary has been the crux of a lot of these really weird transactions. Uh-huh. For example, and I've always I I, I can't find definitive uh, answers to why this has happened. Mm-hmm. King Kong, the license is owned by Universal Studios. Right. Warner Brothers put out that Kong Skull Island movie. Well, that was so they could put it with their Godzilla. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. Is this like a weird like Hulk situation where like Hulk's owned by a different company, but he can still appear in other movies? No. No. King mm. Kong has never been able to has never been able to do this. Hmm. It's legendary. The only the only through line is Legendary Pictures, which okay. was at the time that Kong Skull Island was being developed. Legendary was current was was in the middle of being transferred from from Warner Brothers to Universal Studios. Hmm. Uh, a decision that Universal Studios regretted immediately. Yeah. Um, because they they bought a lot of money for they paid a lot of money for legendary pictures when Jurassic World came out the first one it made a billion and a half legendary Thomas Tull who was mm. the producer who was the head head honcho at legendary big nerd decided to take all the credit and Universal Studios did not like that yep um, so legendary developed a couple more films I think uh, Mamma Mia uh, here we go again uh, Pacific Rim Uprising so you're saying. Godzilla, Pacific Rim, and Mamma Mia could be all in the same universe. Yeah, here we go again. Oh shit! Um, but <laughs> this just got a lot more interesting now. Godzilla and Kong Skull Island were not supposed to be connected mm-hmm. until some something happened. Again, I can't figure out why. Yeah. Some something weird loop- happened. Some weird loophole allowed the Kong license to transfer from Universal to Warner Brothers. Some some snarky lawyer was like, "They missed a signature right here, guys. We got it." I'm sure it's got to be something like that. Yeah. This is the same thing. By the way, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. Uh, Universal Studios no longer has a distribution deal with Legendary. Oh. It ended, and they're not going to renew it. It's like they're trying to find a new stepdad. Yeah. yeah. And so Legendary uh, went from, is now going back to Warner, Universe, Brothers, Warner Brothers, which may uh, create a new distribution deal with Warner Brothers. It's unclear. Okay. So All for a Pikachu movie. <laughs> yeah. So that's so that it's the same thing. So it ha- it's happened again. Is the is is this weird loophole has moved a movie from its opposite studio? Maybe it's all just money. Well, just the best way for everyone to get money. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Well, 
Detective Pikachu starring Ryan Reynolds coming. Well, also, I just remember that technically the Pokemon company isn't exactly 100% owned by Nintendo. Their partner's been... Yeah, they're they on their own, their own thing? They're kind of sort of their own thing, yeah. And also... The film's still coming out May 10th, by the way. Right. Next year? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, and also back in the day when Kids WB was still a thing, that yes. was where Pokemon aired. That's right. And yeah, weird, was, man. And there was no Nintendo slogan at the very end. It was the Pokemon company. Parent companies are weird, man. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm glad I'm not in a lawyer or any of that stuff. I would kill to look, take a look at some of these contracts. Yeah. Dude, they're like 500 pages long, and they're so boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my, it's like, rights, rights, uh, rights laws has always yeah. been, like, a passion of mine. A yeah. very strange passion. Like, I love looking at, like, who owns all the rights to things. No, like yeah, that. I got you. Anyway. Um, it sounds like they're having a really good time. Uh, apparently Shut so. up. We're having fun in here. N- <laughs> people not being nerds. You're not nerds. <laughs> yeah. Trailers. We saw, we saw some of those. We did. Uh, let's start with Alita Battle Angel. I okay. th- remember when the first trailer came out, the CGI was a little off, but I was like, yo, this looks like a cool sci-fi movie. It's still... It's So they've approached the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, to be, her eyes are supposed to be big and giant for no reason, except that's what the anime looks like, yeah. which is fine, but it looks weird. But what it's done is it's confused... My brain, specifically, uh, I can't speak for your guys. Uh, I can't tell that this movie is not done in the same style as as like um, Beowulf. It's definitely not that at all. I know it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's live action with a CGI character. Yeah. But I can't tell. It looks like it's done. It looks like a better Beowulf. Man, I, I think you should relook at Beowulf because it does not look. That's that. what I said. Better. No, I know, but like I, I think but you know that you know what I'm talking about. That yeah. kind of style of like, no, yeah, motion capture and um, like everyone's walking around with dots. Robert yeah. Rodriguez is is he makes low budget movies and even his big budget movies, he is known for being a a director who goes under budget. So this, while this looks like a big budget movie, it is still a small budget. So he is he is. I using, can tell where they cut corners. Yeah, and but there's like, not a whole lot of big like open space action yeah. sequences. It's um, all like, like enclosed. And he focuses really well on action and all the crazy sci-fi cyborg action with dudes who have like who have like uh, robot fingernails and like giant yeah. claws for hands. That's some crazy sci-fi shit. And I'm into it. It looks really. Uh, I'll be honest. This one actually does look really interesting. Uh, I'm sure uh, an ethical issue can be raised about the casting. Not not an Asian character once again. Um, she's a Spanish actor, Rose Salazar. So like, it's, it's she's also a fake robot. So like, I don't think it matters. At least he's not a white person. Crystal um, Falls is in it, so he's cool. He's yeah, a good guy. I'm sure. Like I'm, like I said, I'm sure there's the there's the argument being made. Uh, but if you take that off the equation, I think this movie looks pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this movie does look like an anime. Like when we were watching the trailer, Ryan over here was yes. like, "Dragon Ball Z, there's Dragon Ball Z." Yeah, like Dragon Ball fights are happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, remember all the all the best movies based off animes. Uh, there's not say. many <laughs> that's why like I was like man this could be the ghost in a shell that like I actually want to see because yeah. it's by a director I actually care about like I like Robert Rodriguez movies yeah this, yeah, is, so this the, I. Is this the the most famous director doing doing an anime adaptation anime adaptation uh, I'd have to think on it Speed Racers uh, no the Wachowskis yeah the Wachowskis yes that's probably the biggest because Matrix is huge yeah. at the time yeah yeah mm-hmm. probably that but Alita looks great at, at first when I saw the trailer I was like eh Kind of amp, but now that I see this new one, I was like, you know, no, I'm, I'm down. I'm with you on the Uncanny Valley thing. Like, like, yeah, we're just unless you have Disney money, even then, it's kind of, kind of bad. But like, I can get over the fact because I know this is all like a huge. Big it's actually my, movie. it's actually my fear about Lion King. Yeah, yeah, but because Lion King, sorry, Ben, uh, one sec, uh, because Lion King won't have a human component. Yeah, so we can't tell that these things are going to be fake. Yeah, I understand because because Mowgli in Jungle Book allows. Uh, and and the, because they they like made the animals bigger than they're supposed to be. It they also like use their faces. So like Benedict Cumberbatch's face is is the tiger. That's Jungle Book Origins. That's Mowgli. Yeah, that's Mowgli. No, I'm talking about the character of Mowgli. Oh, okay. The in character. Jungle Book. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the John Favreau Jungle Book. Got it. Sorry, we just talked about. I understand the confusion. Yeah. Uh, in the Jungle Book movie by John Favreau, uh, they make the animals bigger 
and and that one bigger than normal than they would normally be. Yeah. And they have Mowgli as a Folk, like the, a, the as center a, as a centerpiece, so that we can tell that these animals, okay, these animals aren't real. Yeah. Uh, and it allows us to to still see something that's clearly in the Uncanny Valley, but not in a way that confuses our our brains. And yeah. We can still see it as fake, and we can still accept it. Lion King won't have that won't have that thing. Uh, I think Alita kind of falls into kind of that same worry, yeah. uh, but ultimately, like, if it's good, it's good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and also apparently the anime came out in 1996, and it's on YouTube as far as we know. Yeah, we just put up three. I think Thank it was you. three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's like a 55 minute anime just on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I watched like one minute of it. Oh, it looks like that movie. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I might get this a watch. I mean, if the manga's still around, I'll hopefully. I'll probably watch that YouTube thing. Yeah, I'll probably hopefully uh, flip through it. But yeah, I mean, so far, Battle Angel looks pretty dope. Uh, I just remember this might have been last week, but I don't think we covered it, so uh, I'll allow it. Iron Fist. Oh, was it last week? I think Alita Battle Angel was last week. I think it was on the. I think it was released on like Monday. I think it was. I seem to recall because here's here's why. So at at the convention, I remember a Battle Angel Alita trailer being released, Mm. uh, and then we didn't. The day after, the day after it was released, there's a statue of her at the Weta booth. Yeah. So it might have been like Sunday then. Yeah, I think this was. I think this was. Probably a Comic Con thing, but we didn't see it and we didn't discuss it on the Comic Con recap. Plus so p- just too much news. Yeah, so, so yeah. I'll allow it. Uh, Iron news. Fist. Uh, it, it, teaser. Yeah, we got another teaser. We got yeah. a Comic Con teaser. We got another one this yeah. time. A uh, little bit of a glimpse of the of the suit. It looks stupid, and yeah. that's exactly what I want. Yeah. It looks just like that silly comic book. It does, but I'm glad they go for comic accuracy. So yeah, I'm, I don't actually think because it's not actually his suit. It looks like yeah. the, it's the, the immortal, ma- it's immortal Iron Fist look. It's the um, it's the mask certainly, but it's not the not the, like the green suit with his tattoo blaring. No. Or yeah, I think we'll probably see something else this season that will be more more akin to like what they did with Daredevil or Punisher. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I would say in Luke Cage season one, you see the one time he wears a silly outfit, and then, yeah, and then he yeah. takes it off. So I think it's just going to be like he we'll takes, s- the crowd is like, "This is stupid." Yeah, I yeah. think it's just going to be kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, it looks all right. I'm hoping for good things. Like, yeah. There's new, there's new fight choreography on say this one. The the two minutes that we saw, the action already looks better. Yeah, I could see what's happening. So I I know how much you guys hate the orig- the first season of Iron Fist. Do I? Really need to go through that first season? Like, do I have listen, to, you, you do I don't. have to slog through it? Because I don't, but you're because I didn't slog through it to watch the Defenders, and I figured out well, and I oh, followed you, along you, fine. So you've already seen it? No, Wait. I still haven't seen the first season of Iron Fist. I've only oh. seen Defenders. Mm. You, you do I have to do what? Should I slog through the first season of Iron Fist? Because everyone's telling me how yes. bad Iron Fist is. I mean, just the simply because season. it's here's like a, reading a volume two without reading volume one, here's even the, if it sucks. Here's what I would. Here's what I would say. The back half if is much better. Anything like. Ryan and I, you won't feel complete if you don't watch it. Yes. Oh. I hate watching sequels without watching it first because, like, what's the what's going on? You I know don't what? Know. You're right. Yes. I, I do have that feeling. Okay. Yes. Uh, and like I said, to be honest, skip the first six episodes because the last half are much better. So just skip the first six then? You should you should be fine. Okay. Well, this show is coming out September 7th. Cool. Uh, Structure Discovery also released a new trailer. Wanna fly away. That was a callback to an yeah. old thousand song. Looks yeah. fine. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, who's who's that guy? Um, the guy who played a uh, Black, Black Bolt. Bolt. Yeah, Anson Mount. Anson he Mount. looks good. He's playing as Christopher Ca- Pike. I really like him. He looks really good. He's got as a Captain great Pike. job, man. I think he looks really good as Christopher Pike. I think the uniforms are perfect. I think the uniforms mm-hmm. are dead on. Mm-hmm. They should have used those uniforms from day one. Yeah. They sh- show, I agree. Yeah. The show I still agree. looks hella expensive. It does. And like, it's making me int- intrigued. But like, I was talking to you. I was like, they they kind of orvalized it a little bit. Like, there's much more comedy. And I'm like, there's not that. It's not that Star Trek can't have comedy, but like. It's like goofy comedy. Yeah, it's never been. There's like like sneeze gags. I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. The alien sneeze on that one dude. Now, again, I have not seen season one of, of Star nope. Discovery. Uh, it's I, all hearsay. I will. Um, but you know what? The, look, the show looks 
good. Looks stunning, to and be I, honest. I honestly, including Captain Pike, has got me 110% more on board. But then they said the search for Spock. <laughs> but then Alex Kurtzman, being the showrunner, has got me 110% not on board. So it's it's really canceled out. Yeah. The inclusion of Christopher Pike and the inclusion of Alex Kurtzman really canceled each other out, and I'm kind of like indifferent. They tease you with like a steak, but then they throw broccoli at your face. Exactly. <laughs> no. It's like those it's like those dogs where you give them a healthy a, a oh, sweet yeah. treat, and then you put broccoli in their face, and they just oh, look and at they, you all sad and they cry. Oh. Castlevania. Yes, 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 I yeah, I like gory crazy stuff and oh, this looks like this looks like exactly what I want. That the first season was I mean four episodes had this like sucks. It's, it's like a movie. It's a movie. But oh my god, that first season was bloody, it was brutal, it was kick ass. And the voice acting also looks like it's uh it's better in this it's one. It's still guys Baltar as a as yeah. a, a Alucard. It's Richard Armitage who is a who is the Hobbit Th- man. It Thorin. is guys Baltar. It, it is guys uh, Baltar. It was Thorn Oakenshield. He's the uh, um Richard uh, Armitage, yeah. No, no, yeah, Richard Armitage. He's um um Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Beaumont, the drunkard. Thank you. So, yeah. one of my one of my really only complaints of the first season was that the voice acting is a little weird. It's, it's really hard to understand. It's sometimes. really hard to understand, like most of the characters, especially mm-hmm. the priest. Yeah, yeah. That actor uh, talks quietly anyway, and like he like yes, really he tones like them down. Well, also their accents sometimes are really hard to understand. But this this season, at least for just from the trailer, the the um, the voice acting looks a lot better. There's so much, and that's the thing is the thing is. These actors that they've hired are not naturally voice actors. No, right. So it's, it, I'm sure there's like a learning curve. And that's the thing. Uh, like it's very quickly, people don't understand about like video game or, or or TV voice acting. It's not just acting. You don't just go in and do what you do like when you're doing live performances. It's very different. Yeah, you, you definitely have to channel like that's your why inside a, voice. That's like, why there was a voice acting strike a while back. Yeah, because yeah. they weren't getting paid enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and not only that, but they were. But video game developers would rather hire famous actors than voice actors. <sighs> yeah, and that was the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, they're still kind of doing that, but at least they're getting but paid as long a little bit more. As long as like they're doing a good job and not just doing it for the the oh, we're it's like Metal Gear Solid Star Five. Power. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. we're gonna get rid of our our franchise voice actor David Hayter for twenty years to get Kiefer Sutherland, who literally voices five lines in the game. Yeah, that's a bummer. It, it's 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 um on the flip side, it's God of War. Boy, like you get Christopher Boy. Judge, who's been doing some voice acting. Who might this might be the best thing he's ever done? Yeah, yeah. Like he's he killed it, and he and he what and he was doing a little bit of voice acting. And he was able to do a great performance. Yeah, no, the uh, kid who played Atreus did an amazing job too. Yeah, that kid's yeah, actually. But, but we're talking about like a famous actor replacing yeah. a voice actor. Yeah, I won't say that Christopher Judge is a famous actor, but he did a t- he did like ten seasons of a TV show. Yes. He did. Uh, so he's, I'll, he's got I'll, that I'll uh, that royalty money. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one a Man, lot. Man, Castlevania, like, Dracula's back. He's got his evil generals. They're ripping Dude. people in half and sucking their blood from their necks. That's oh, my ex- God. That's awesome. Dude, this, this, oh, I almost said this game. This show looks so, I love how this show looks like an anime, but it's not an anime. Dude, At the same time, this it is. is this it's is bloody. The, this is the the Mark Brubaker one, right? No, you're thinking of the Ed McGinnis one. Got it. Yeah, got no. it. Um, yeah, it's just funny. Warren Ellis is just like, yeah, I'm just gonna stop writing comics. I'm gonna go do a crazy animated Castlevania show. <laughs> he, the last thing he did was a James Bond comic. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. But but you know what? God, this show looks so good. Yeah, dude. I uh, it's it. I always bring up Berserk as my favorite anime because it's just raw, gory nonsense. And That's just, messed up. This is well, well, no. It's just it's like no, no. I I know it's messed up that you like it, right? No, hey, no, man. We no, like I'm we talking like. about how like guts came into the world is messed up. Yeah. Gets, yeah, and I'm just thinking of like just like bodies. Be- it's reminding me of Dead Space too with crazy body horror. Um, but I'm I'm so on board, and it's eight episodes instead of four. Yep. So I get yeah. two movies instead of one. So it's gonna yeah. get it's gonna total a twelve episode uh, two seasons. That's sweet, dude. Dracula looks so cool. Alucard looks amazing. Yeah, dude. Just every. So wait, did Dracula name his son the reverse of his name? Yes. Yeah. Idiot. He no, he's vain. Yeah. That's what he is. He loves himself yeah. so much. Did you guys ever watch Helsing? Uh, <laughs> one no. of the younger, way, way, way long time. Like ago. Helsing Ultimate. Not yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Not the not the show. 
Oh no, then. no. There mm. was a there was a couple of OVAs. No, then that, no. That was basically the animated versions of the manga. Okay. So each each movie was the manga. Interesting. Was, was a volume of the Berserk manga. did the same thing, yeah. And that's actually really good. Like it's fantastic. They kept they keep the voice actors because they were all did a really good job. Same, yeah, that's cool. Um, and so they they just did the manga. One of the one of the best things was because I didn't. I mean, I kind of knew, but the best reveal was when they were like, uh, "Alucard, I release you," by saying your name. Yeah. Dracula. <gasps> and because because Hels- the Helsing has trapped Dracula essentially by calling yeah, yeah. him Alucard, and uh, it was pretty cool seeing him go crazy. I still need to get those last uh, two volumes. Real quick, there's a 360 Castlevania game called Lord of Shadows, and it's awesome. And you play as as one of the Belmonts, and you actually, at the end of the game, you turn into Dracula, and you you become imprisoned for a thousand years, and you wake up in modern-day New York, and you're, modern, you're Dracula in modern-day New York with people using guns trying to kill Dracula, and you turn into bats and stuff. It's so crazy and cool. And then... Uh, and then L- Lannister Papa walks away and says the game is on. <laughs> oh, oh, Papa. oh, that's Dracula told you, mother sucker. Long live the king of Dracula. <laughs> oh, Brandon, you mother sucker. Uh, that's great. What's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Charles, Charles Dance. Dance. Charles Dance. Yeah. You can dance if you no, want. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say I heard um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night was the best Castlevania game 100%. ever made. One hundred percent. And sadly, but that's a PS one game. But I do it's have on Super Castlevania four. But yeah. Symphony of the Night is on every console. Every console. Fudge yes. Every console. Fudge yes. Because you play as Alucard in Symphony of the Night, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, that'll do it for the news. Mmm, juicy. Short news week. I prefer it after like, a long Comic-Con. I was going to say, if there was a lot of news this week, like, what's Comic-Con? What's the point? <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so let's get into, uh, why don't we just go right into our main topic. What's our main topic? Yeah, point? what is our main topic? I forgot. So speaking of DC Comics. Oh? Which is how I started the episode on purpose. Oh, was I was going to say, I don't remember talking about the DC Comics. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was on purpose. Um, DC has a couple of leaks that dropped a couple of weeks ago, and then one this week. A couple of leaks a couple of weeks? Yep. I did that on purpose, too. <laughs> oh. Um, so we decided to talk about some of these leaks and what have come true and what have not, uh, and kind of see what we think about some of the- Basically all of them. Some of what's really happening over at, at DC Comics. Yes. Some of it was worrying. I'll be honest. And up until now, I don't think we've had reasons to worry because, like, it's been Rebirth was a slam dunk. Rebirth has been really great. Yeah, yeah. there's been a lot. I think the only stumble was New Age of Heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, because uh, I really liked a lot of what they've been doing for uh, for DC Comics. And if, if I'm being fair, uh, I haven't heard the worst things about a lot of those books. No, it's, it's just, just like they're all just fine. It's kind of like when when Marvel got all these new characters. It's just like well, speaking yeah. of the challenges of the unknown, get a lot of really funny play, really funny jokes in Teen Titans Go. Really, the, t- the challenges of the unknown. That's a, I'm glad there's deep cuts. All right. Yeah, that was the that that is they, they like walked to like the Teen Titans are trying to go to a movie premiere, and uh, they're like you're not on the list, and then challenges of the unknown come up, and it's like excuse me, we are the challenges of the unknown. Who? And it's just like oh yeah, you're on the list, and <laughs> Starfire's like they're literally called the challengers of the unknown. How do you know them? That's pretty good. See, every time you talk about this, I'm like, I kinda, you know, I kinda, I'm, there's I'm, some good jokes. I'm the only problem is I, the humor doesn't work for me for an yeah, hour and a half. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, of all those deep cuts, it's like, I kind of want to see it now. Yeah. You said Swamp Things, and that's why I have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and sh- Dead Man. Really? Yeah. Boston Brand. Jonah Hex. All right. All right. Some good deep cuts in this one. Anyway, we're not here to talk about deep cuts. We're here to talk about some worrying We're not talking about deep cuts. We're talking about DC. Yeah. Which are deep cuts. Yes. Oh. So, for those of you who uh, like Tom King's Batman run. That's me. Uh, Tom King won't be changing any of his plot ideas, despite the public backlash to the wedding. I would hope so. Uh, the next two arcs will be about Bruce Wayne self-reflecting on him, on if being Batman is a good thing. Uh, he'll ask, this is true, we know, we know this now, uh, he'll ask Dick to take over temporarily. 
we knew that we know that we've known this yeah have we yeah that's awesome that's um, that's that's Tom King has literally given me everything I want. We we've known for a little while. Uh, well, it's only been a couple of weeks that Dick Grayson will be uh, taking on the mantle of Batman again Hell temporarily. Yeah, Thank God. Um, Morrison's uh, Batman and Robin run is my favorite Batman run. Yeah, it's a great run. Yeah. Uh, Peter J. Tomasi's mine. Yeah, that's fair. It's very good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, this is about Red Hood. We're not going to talk about that. Who gives a shit? Uh, here's one that. Came oh, sorry, Scott Liddell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, interesting enough, uh, he's. Uh, that's a spoiler for the next arc. Yeah, because, yeah. There's a lot um, of spoilers. Don't spoil it, man. Yeah, that's a that's a spoiler for Heroes of Crisis. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Tomasi, uh, this this uh, leak came true. Seems a little early. Uh, P- Peter Peter Tomasi will be taking over Detective Comics, but not until after 1000. Yeah. Uh, his pitch is a globe-trotting Batman fighting the League of Assassins worldwide. That sounds cool. Okay. Uh, we know this to be true, uh, in a sense. He is taking over ba- Detective Comics. The same day that I got my comic signed by him. And I'm like, so, like, do you have any cool announcements happening? He's like, uh, probably. And then literally like four hours later, this got announced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this is I think this is in response to Doomsday Clock. Because oh, what a thing. Yeah, Detective Comics was supposed to lead into Doomsday Clock. You could see it. it you was. could see it. Like I was reading Detective Comics up until James Tinian left. You can see. I learned scene. his name is James Tynan. Tynan. Yep, because I said Tinian, and the lady said, "Nope, it's Tynan." Everyone gets it wrong. Whoa! I learned that at Comic Con. James Tynan. Then. Yep, it's gonna be it's Mike Giacchino all, all over right. again. All right. Yep. Um, well, speaking of Heroes in Crisis, it's in a messy state. I find it's hard to believe. How so? But like, if a lot of this is true, man, I, that's what scares me. I know. Uh, Tom King originally wanted to do a, just a six-issue miniseries about PTSD, but Didio. Oh, what's up? You called? Didio wanted wanted to be more like Identity Crisis 2.0. Uh, the three suspects are Booster Gold, Harley Quinn, and Wally West. <laughs> uh, and then the rest is a spoiler there, yeah, so yeah. I won't say anything yeah. more. Um, but yeah, that's I I don't want the I, we we talked about the scale being Identity Crisis 2.0. Yeah. Not sure if I like the idea of Identity, Identity Crisis is a little problematic. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I want that. Um. I've I've looked further now that I kind of know the spoilers of it. Like cause just by reading this article, I looked further into it. And I'm like. It seems like he had this very personal story he wanted to tell, but but they were just like, it needs to be bigger. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be bigger. It needs we're, to be a crisis. It needs to be a crisis. And uh, it looks like he's doing it, but like if it turns out... If you look at all the stories, they're all very personal. Very, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Mr. Miracle, Vision. Uh, I haven't read a Mega Man, but I'm sure. It's very, it's personal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Batman, his whole Batman run is a very personal run. 100%. So it looks like editorial wanted this to be crisis level event. And it's, it's go ahead, Ben. Oh shit! Now the floor. I totally forgot what I was gonna no! say. No, no. Okay. So when we first heard about Heroes in Crisis, I was actually looking forward to it because um, in this world, in this world that we live in now, PTSD has fully taken a bigger part, a bigger stage, and some people should wonder, like, what happens to these heroes after a cosmic scale event? Like, there would be times I'd be reading our Worlds of War, like when Super- I read Worlds of War with Superman, and after the day was won, it's like, dude. People died. Like, shit hit the fan, and everyone's just, like, hunky-dory the next day. So I read the last issue of Flash War. Uh, Wally West, Hunter Zolomon tells Wally that he had kids. Really? And Wally had forgotten his kids. Oh, yeah. shit. Because uh, of the coming out of Rebirth. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so this, this ties into what you're talking about, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes running, looking for his kids. He can't find them anywhere. He can't find them in the speed well, force. He can't find them yeah. because they don't exist anymore. Thanks, Doc. And... He, um, and at the end of the issue, Superman shows up mm-hmm. with Wonder Woman, and he says, "Barry, he'll be okay with us over at Sanctuary." Oh, it's a straight up lead-in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So they they brought Wally because Wally's dealing with the fact that his kids no longer exist. That's yeah. messed up, dude. <laughs> that is. Um, to to sanctuary. And so that's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I was excited because I mean, when you hear the word crisis, especially with DC, you you think Final Crisis, Identity Crisis, um, of crisis, Metal on Crisis, in, Crisis on Infinite Earth, Metal Crisis, even though that's not really what it's called, should have been a crisis. But yeah. then, of course, people don't understand that we ourselves we deal with internal crises and PTSD having like maybe Superman, Wonder Woman, everyone come in to has cameo and helping these heroes at sanctuary. I was all into that. Now that I'm hearing it's identity crisis 2.0, even though I've never read identity crisis. I've well, it looks like, so here's the thing. Identity crisis is a murder mystery. Yeah. If this is also a murder mystery, it is. This is a murder mystery. It takes away kind of that. We kind of know what the plot is. Yeah. Yeah. From these spoilers, which I won't read. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. I don't want that. You got me more about how a hero, a superhero, a being with supernatural abilities handles PTSD. It's like, yeah. no, I want that story. I'm sure it'll still be good Yeah, because Tom King is going. Up to now, I don't think I've read a bad Tom, just like Donnie Cates. Like, this dude is on a roll. He has not made a single bad comic that I've read in the last two years. Um, the only way I can see this being bad is is through editorial because mm-hmm. he has given me no reason not to believe in him. Right. Yes, I, I think the worrying thing is not whether or not this book is going to be bad. It's whether or not... Studio med- meddling. It's yeah. whether or not editorial is going to meddle, meddle yeah. so badly. <laughs> Metal. Yeah, right. Um, that was a horrible joke. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say this one. Uh, but Justice League uh, will have a massive crossover in January with Justice League, Justice League Dark, and maybe Odyssey. Oh, if that book comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Superboy if. Prime is going to be unleashed from the source wall. Yeah, boy. I'm excited about that. Hell yeah. We talked about that. Hell yeah. yeah. We did. And Green Lantern Corps may have a tie-in as well, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more later. Yeah. Uh, just like Odyssey, this is worrying. This is super sad. Yeah. Is dead on arrival. <laughs> Editorial demanded that some changes in the script after Cedric had already drawn two issues. Cedric, Cedric's pissed about it and is only going to do four issues instead of 12. Then he'll write and draw his Black Label book. I'm excited for his Black Label book, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for just the Odyssey. I've always have. The solicitations for one and two are now out again, and still, they're still the same solicitations. The exact same solicitations. I'm sure it's like the like the core story is the same, but there's like there's something in there that was problematic. Then like it's just sometimes it's too, it's too late to change. Uh, yeah. uh, what's it called? The things that come out early. Solicitations. Previous? Solicitations. Yeah. Um, Previous. Yeah. And like it's so much different for an artist than a writer. A writer can change a script in, in a day. Two months of a man's work would have to be redone, yeah. and he, that sucks. That he's just like, I, it's too much. I can't. And mm-hmm. I, he's become a much quicker artist since his back surgery, uh, which is really great. I've been following his career for a while. Yeah, he's great. Um, I was really looking forward to a twelve-issue story of Just the Goddess. Like an, like like three arcs or two arcs of Step on Cedric, all like for a full year. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if we're not getting that, I don't know if I if I, I don't know if Tynan's. Tynan. You did it. Is the is the major draw I can do for this book. He's definitely um he's he is quite good. He's the Scott Snyder Jr. He's like he's he's his best friend. Yeah, um, yeah Tynan. And he's definitely gotten better since Talon. Yeah. I, I remember reading a bunch of Tynan stuff because he did a uh, Talon first, right? Yeah. That was like his first big yeah. book, yeah. Yeah, I actually Sadly. enjoyed the first it's few. Fine. I enjoy, it's fine. I enjoy I enjoy Talon. I, I got number I, one sign. I enjoy a lot of Tynan stuff. I actually see his name right. It's really I good. think I do too. But there are Two things that really drew me to Justice League Aussie. That was Stefan Sedgwick's art and Teenage Dark Side with the Justice League. Not Teenage Dark Side. It's, adult, it's a, still a dark, adult Dark Side. Well, adult okay. Side. He's like a sexy 25. Okay, so let's just say younger Dark Side. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that appropriate? Sure. Okay, so younger Dark Side. I really like his design. Yeah, so do I. And I was when I heard 12 issues, Sedgwick's doing all the art, I'm like, I'm in. 
I am so in, and now I'm hearing he's only doing four issues. I'm like, you screwed it up. You screwed the pooch on this one. And again, I think this might be editorial screwing up. Yeah, it, to me, it kind of feels like um, this may be an unfair comparison, but when Mark Wade and Fiona Staples did Archie, Fiona Staples was on that book for four to five issues. That's and then not three. Was three she issues. was on for three issues, and she was gone. That's she not, was never um, supposed to be on more than that. She though. was okay. just the launching arc to get everyone involved. Okay, like, so She's dedicated to Saga 100%. True. But once again, I That's was... That's why like, she wasn't the inker for the book. She was only the pencilist. Okay, which one, one of the reasons why I bought that book was because for Fiona Staples, her yeah, same, art. Same. And then by issue three, she's, she wasn't drawing the book. I mean, Mark Wade's writing was still great. I still enjoyed it, but Mark I was like... She's a fine artist. But I was like, I was... I I like those designs for Archie, for those Archie books, and it's a bummer. I mean, granted, I know she's 100% dedicated to, to, to Saga. That is... Which they're taking a year off? That is fine. So it yeah. sucks, but you know what? That's fine. You t- you take your vacation. You deserve it. But not having Cedric on Odyssey for as many issues as I was promised sucks. Yeah, but like, man, I I'm still really excited for that. Excuse me for that book, regardless of like who the artist. Like, I mean, I'm excited too. I just know that after once I get issue four and then the new artist for issue five comes in, it's gonna hurt myself. No, I know exactly how it is. Like, like I, I think of Ghost Rider, the the uh, Robbie Reyes, and that first mm-hmm. six issues or Trad Moore, Trad Moore, yeah. and it's freaking gorgeous. And then unfortunately, someone who is not as good comes on the next time, and I don't remember yeah. his name, and I feel bad. But like the art s- took such a drastically bad turn. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to read this I mean, anymore. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Good writing can't always save bad art yes right because you're looking at it yes it's visual yeah. it's kind of like um once again another weird comparison kenneth rockerford when he was doing red hood and the outlaws in new 52 that dude's art is gorgeous anything only, yeah. only reason why i bought that book happily because it's for kenneth rockerford's art yeah and then of course he left it to do superman and then i just didn't buy superman even though and i ultimate i wanted to, to buy superman for kenneth rockerford i wanted to support him but i was like i just i bought the i bought Con- issue. no but what you're talking about is the converse of that which yeah. is which is uh, good art can't say bad writing. Yeah, yeah. So, which is I don't think ever the case. Well, I mean, if it's like a really bad script, like I don't care how gorgeous it is, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's it's yeah, it works both ways. But anyway, this is really this is really bummer. Yeah, honestly, um, this Adam Glass is apparently doing Teen Titans, which I wasn't a hundred percent. I didn't know about. Um, <clears throat> uh, he's like writing it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know he was back. Um, that's about Titans. I won't talk about that unless you guys want to. No. Well, well, like, well, yeah. What's we're in it? What's what about? Wait, wait, Titans. The book or the TV show? No, the The TV. TV, The the book. The book. Okay. I said a wrong TV (laughs) show. (laughs) Uh, The book Titans. uh, The top brass isn't happy with. Uh, Dan Abnett is uh, has eight issues of scripts done, and DC is going to double ship them just to get them out of the way. That sucks. Before canceling. Or revamping the title, uh, dude. That book, that book is like getting a lot of press right now because Crush is in it, who's Lobo's daughter, mm-hmm. and like my friend's picking him. Says it's awesome. She's in Teen Titans. Is that Teen? Oh, I'm thinking of that book. Then this is Titans. Teen Titans is Adam Glass. That's okay. 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 Um. Well, that book's the cool book. I don't know about this book. There's nothing going on. With yeah, that Titans one. has um uh, start. They no, they want to they want to move Nightwing off of Titans and bring in Red Robin though. Yum. That's fine. No, no, because of what happened with Rebirth. With the ideas that that Titans has been about, as you know, with Wally back, it brought back the tight the original Titans. That's true. Like that was the whole point of the book was that they they reconnected with their family. That's a good point. Okay, so I just leaving that family. I guess I don't know. 
Uh, and again, another book that was doing really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that book was, shipp- was shipping monthly, not bi-monthly. Man, that's that's real shitty. Like, yo, man, once those books are done, we're double shipping them to get you out of here. Yeah. That's real bad. That, it kinda, it's kind of like a slap in the face if you think about it. A little bit. I mean, you would think it's like, yeah, I get my comics quicker, but at the same time, it's like, oh, no, we're just doing it so we can just get out of the way. It's like, that's kind of a dick move. So yeah. we've been talking about a lot of these as, as a lot of these are, are rumors that have not been proven true uh, and, and all. So let's talk about one that has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Morrison is, in fact, doing Green Lantern. Yep. Uh, there were a lot of rumblings before, yeah. uh, and it was announced at Comic Con. We we talked about it at Comic Con. This is actually where how we got onto this topic, anyway. Um, and uh, the rumor th- this rumor was bef- this rumor came out before that was that announcement this came out. The rumors were about two weeks before Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. So just to give you credit, just to give you not credit, um, insight, idea, an idea of where this of where this is coming from. Grant Morrison's Green Lantern is real, by the way, and it's a twelve issue run about Hal Jordan exploring the multiverse and learning about how Lantern willpower works in the other worlds. That's true. Did that we th- happen? Are we? Are you Aquaman stuff? Is that after? Yeah, it's after. Okay, just make sure. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, I'm really excited for that book, but this is one of those things where on that big list of bad things, this is one of the things that comes true. I'm like, oh, so those bad things might be real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing, that's the thing where this is, this is what we're talking about with like these. Tomasi on on uh, on Detective. That's Grant real. Morrison. Grant Morrison on, on yeah. Lantern. Because of these things being real. How much more of this is real? That's big. Yeah. And it was, and then ended up at San Diego, at San Diego ended up becoming a checklist. Oh, yeah. this is real. Oh, yep. this is real. Like, oh shit! Throughout the day, throughout the couple of days, more things were happening, and we were just like, "Oh no!" It's like a bunch of these things were proving to be true because yeah. originally this was just a random post on Reddit, and of course, take everything you see on Reddit with a big ass grain of salt. But now these things were coming true, and now yeah. that's when the three of us, four of us actually, because Sparks was in on it, we were texting him, we were starting to sweat a little bit. Kelly yeah. Sue Conic. Uh, taking over Aquaman, but not anytime soon. That's the crazy thing. But she was announced. She Comic-Con. was. She was. But she's taking over next year once Dad and Abner has done two more story arcs. Interesting. Yeah, and it's tying in the Justice League stuff too, or something. It's something weird. Oh, are they finally doing? Did they do War of the Seven Seas? No, I don't. Th- I I I haven't read Aquaman in a while. But she's not taking over for like a year. Dan Abner and Jeff Johns promised when Rebirth started that they were going to do War of the Seven Seas. I wonder if that's uh, I'll still do some happening. Fact checking real quick. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Kelly Sudakonic was taking over Aquaman after the Suicide Squad crossover, is what this rumor says. But you're saying at Comic Con it was announced next year she's taking over. Yes. Okay. Because the Suicide Crossover is starting is starting next month. She's not on it yet. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she'll be writing uh, uh, writing about Mara, Queen of Atlantis. Uh, Aquaman will stay as an underwater Robin Hood, and there will be a Romeo and Juliet doomed romance. Wait a second, Aqu- Mara, Queen of Atlantis. That was a miniseries. No, no, no. There's a Mara is Queen of Atlantis in the solicitations. Oh, um, okay. What do you think, Ben? While, oh. while Ryan and I are looking <laughs> yeah, to well, Ryan, you, well, uh, um, shit. I need to read more Aquaman, apparently. I could have gotten Aquaman Volume 4. Hey, guess what? What? I just uh, Aquaman Volume 4 is so standalone that they're releasing a deluxe hardcover of it. Is that the oh, Rebirth one? That no, that's no, the Sedgwick one. Sedgwick one. Rebirth one. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell to yeah, I'm going to get it now. So it's 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 absolutely standalone that you can uh, you can read it when... Uh, no matter what. Whatever. Right. By the oh, way, Future sweet. Book Club. Yeah. So I definitely need it. Well, the only reason why I want to get that Aquaman one is be- or that, that story arc is because Cedric did the art. I mean, that's the power to me of how an artist can have. Because like Fiona Staples, Stefan Cedric, Kenneth Rockefeller, those artists, I was like, no, I will go to them to buy their books. Yeah. And ho- I mean, and then I'll just like flip the coin and be like, pray to whatever God is above me that the story is good. Apparently the story is good in volume four. Who, who wrote um, Aquaman volume four? Brandon? It's Dan Abnett. Dan Abnett. Dan Abnett has been writing the title for uh, since, since Rebirth started. Since yeah. Rebirth, and it, so far it's been good. Yeah. Didn't he do it right, since cool. like the end of the New Fifty Two as well? 
What yeah, he started writing. Was he writing? Did he write it after Jeff Johns' fifty-two run? No, no. There was who, Jeff Parker for a little bit. There uh-huh. was Joshua Williamson. Joshua Williamson. Who did the male? Bun. Who did the um, Queen Atlanta? And I think the that was Maelstrom Joshua stuff. Williamson. Okay. Or Jeff Parker. I think I get them confused also. Because I liked the Queen yes. Atlanta story, the arc. I liked that. Yeah, that was not Johns. That was not Abnett. Right. After that, Colin Bunn came on board, and then Dan Abnett came on board, mm-hmm. and then Rebirth and Dan Abnett went on it since. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. I got something. Yeah. We mentioned Kelly. This is from Bleeding Cool as well, because we get all rumor shit. Uh, we mentioned that Kelly C. DeConnick and Rob uh, Robson Roca were coming onto Aquaman in December. Um, the Kelly the Kelly Sue Robinson will be Momoa Momoa izing Aquaman, though no word yet is if it including the tattoos, and that his contacts with the Sea Gods will alter his look, his personality, and even his origin, and possibly whether or not he's married. Are you kidding me? That's what rumors? But. She's writing the book, so we'll see if that's true. Are you kidding me? What? They're going to revamp. They're going to take away his marriage again? That's a rumor. Oh. We'll see. No, no, no. That's no, no. stupid. I agree. But I, what I was can, the whole point of rebirth? To was get the marriage. Back they kind their of marriage. already. Yes. Mom, they kind of already Momoa Momoaized. Can't even say it. Momoa. Jason Momoa eyes him. Like he's still he's still a white guy, but he has like long hair. He has a beard. He's much more Momoa than. But that's but that I see that as also as a nod also, to the. Also, he looks damn sexy as step on Cedric Rose. He's yeah. so good looking. As I was going to say before you, uh, whew, hold my stars. I, Be still, my beard. <laughs> as a straight man, as a sexy looking yeah, man, I'll Jason Momoa everybody. I don't yeah. care. But as I was saying, I was going to take that design. Was also taking a little bit from the Justice League anime cartoon Aquaman. Yeah, because I remember stop hearing someone say it's like hey when has aquaman ever been sexy and I, of course i'm sitting there thinking um have you right ever here. it's like um justice league remember Think of all the s- things he can do with that hook hand yeah because people were talking it's like <laughs> hey. people were talking about was like hold up buddy what we need to talk okay yeah. <laughs> but also like, they were talking it's like when was aquaman's been so badass since the justice league movie i'm like um he's been you, badass since like the 80s did you dude. not remember how he cut off his own hand in the justice league cartoon yeah Hey, that hook hand Aquaman has always been my favorite. Yeah, that's radical. Yeah. Vi- that's Viking Aquaman. That's what I was saying on Twitter. Like, if someone's like, well, we went, like, for the trailer, when has Aquaman been cool? I'm like, dude, like, since the 80s, they've done everything in their power to make him badass. Yeah. Get him away from the super. And friends. not only that, but Jeff Johns has done everything in his power to make classic Aquaman badass. Yeah. And he was. Like, I was talking to a buddy of mine at work about. I'm more pissed off about them getting rid of marriage. Yeah, no, I, so am I. That's bullshit. Let, but let's again, just hope. Rumor. That's exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I was talking. I'll was... smoke this fire. <laughs> I hate but, that. To finish my sentence, I was talking to a buddy of mine who said that the Aquaman trailer looked a little. Ant- I'm like, dude, did you read the Jeff Johns one? He's like, no, is it good? I was like, dude, it is amazing. New Fifty Two Jeff, comic. but it's still. I know, but that 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 trailer is just that comic. I know, but the Jeff Johns New Fifty Two run was really, really good, yeah, and it was I'm the top. It's not. It was a top selling book in the New Fifty Two. Aquaman. No, it wasn't. A- was it? No, I thought it was for like two weeks. It no, was. Batman was. Well, not the number one, but it was like a top seller. It was like a, oh, it was okay. outselling yeah. a bunch of, of. It was like Batman and Aquaman. It was like everyone else was like, "Screw you, Aquaman is beating you." Yeah, dude, Aquaman yeah. was doing pretty hot. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought you said the hottest book. Oh no, yeah. that's why I said I that. I thought I I could. Ah, uh, that's you know actually what? I Vampire. Uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah, oh, that's God. A, listen, that book is amazing. It lasted 17 issue. It's Joshua Hill K- Fielkov and Andrea uh, uh, Sorrentino. Oh yeah, that was his first big DC book, and nobody bought it except for me. It's great. Huh? It was like he should have just sleep dark after did, a while. Yep. Didn't that and Resurrection Man? I remember. There was I Resurrection liked Man. Resurrection Man. That's also a great book. Only lasted eighteen issues. No, those issues for the New Fifty Two. They were like, I was like, okay, cool. I sadly never bought it. Res- I love Resurrection Man. Every time he dies, he gets powers based on how he died. How- what? That's the coolest character. What? Why isn't he more famous? Dan Abnett wrote oh. those. Uh, yeah. those issues. Hell yeah! And he's writing Aquaman now. I like Dan Abnett. I, oh. like him a lot. I, I need to. I need to read Dan Abnett now. Oh my god! Oh, this is why he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, is, can we find Resurrection Man in trades, or is that I'll just give it probably. to you, my friend? You, you, oh, you have the issues. I have the issues. All oh, seventeen yeah. of them. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. New Age of Heroes, which we talked about a little bit. 
uh, has been disappointing sales wise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to uh, to our store, and that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the unexpected is done after six issues. I don't even know what that book is. It's a newer one. Okay. It's the newest, I think. Okay. Um, and yeah, they the solicitations are reading as oh, it's almost the end. <laughs> uh, Immortal Man and Damage are ending after twelve. Okay. I didn't think I I figured these books were not going to be long for the world. The Terrific is doing well enough to last. Sideways and Silenters might get a few more issues because Didio likes them. I, I like those books. Question: The Terrifics is that the one with uh, Plastic Man and Metamorpho? Yes. yes. Okay. So their most recent issue had Metamorpho Dog, and it's Doc Shaner, uh, who is an incredible artist. Um, he draws my favorite Superman, uh, and he took over uh, the writing part with, with quote unquote with Jeff Lemire. Uh, but this issue was so fun. Mm-hmm. This is a, the last issue was really See, good. See, my my thing is uh, my problem with the New Age of Heroes is that the scripts. Aren't done by the people as written by. They're like the, they do like the story, but the scripts are by the artists. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. It's just mm-hmm. you if know you put Jeff Lemire on a book. I'm expecting the Jeff Lemire book. <laughs> no, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. It's like not story by Jeff Lemire. I want story and script by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because the scripts are very clunky. The story is good. They they read a lot like those 1960s Spider Man. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, <laughs> which put me to sleep. That's oh. fair. <clears throat> Almost put me to sleep. Ryan was like, <laughs> here's another exciting rumor though that could be true. Exciting because some of these are are yeah. Brian Azzarello is taking over Suicide Squad. I saw him. He huh. appeared at Comic Con randomly, and really? I was like, "I was like, dude, like you're the you're the coolest." And he's like, "Hey, thanks, man." Yeah, I, I made uh, I made Batgirl have sex with this Batman. <laughs> man, I don't That's care. His I, Wonder Woman I, run is still insane. I always yeah, oh god, his New Fifty Wonder Woman run is just spot on. You know what's strange? It's Goddess of War. Right one of the, yeah. one of the few things I don't like of his is his Batman runs. Okay. Yeah, uh, I like the stuff that he does with Libra Mayo. The yeah, like like, 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 like Luther stuff. and Joker and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like some. Of, I like that stuff. I'm not crazy about. It. He did a Broken City. Didn't, yes, wasn't cra- wasn't crazy about that. But his his Wonder Woman run is wow, one of the best. Yeah, I'm if trying to think the... what else of Ezra because I read Joker. He's on 100 Bullets. That's like his big uh, independent book. Mm-hmm. That's a really good book. Yeah, I remember. I I never read it, but I heard about that. Uh, um, so th- he's going to be taking back to his roots, kind of. Harley, Deadshot, and Boomerang are, will be still on the team because Harley is one of the big selling points of Suicide Squad. She's uh, a big selling point of everything, DC. which is yeah. stupid as hell. Yeah. Um, but the rest will be expendable villains like Cheshire, Clock King, and Raptor. Clock Who's Raptor? Raptor is a Nightwing villain. <gasps> no, Raptor, Raptor's a new guy. That's awesome. Raptor's a, a new Nightwing villain. Okay, so oh, I just. They're putting the Clock King on that I team? actually thought it was a, a Raptor. Alan. Alan. <sighs> There's going to be the Clock King. That's a great. I hope the. Yeah, the They're Clock King. kill the Clock King so, so fast. I know. Dude. Die, Clocks. Um, there was an alarm clock at him. <laughs> uh, DC's considering publishing this under the Black Label. That'd be great. I'm which cool we'll probably that. put it on. The, which we'll probably make it the second in continuity black label book. After Remind the Jokers. me, yeah. Black label is like the more mature theme. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's the new Azarello, Bermeo book, Batman books. Uh, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo is going doing a Batman book. Sean okay. Murphy's uh, White Knight is the first considered black label book. Yeah, okay. and um, uh, uh, Superman. Frank Miller is doing a Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Rocket label. Baby book. Earth three, one. three, yeah. uh, three. Um, not Earth One. Year was, one. No, you're one. That's what I meant. Sorry. Three Better. Jokers <laughs> is a black label, but that's also in continuity. So it's just like okay. they pick and choose which ones they want to be continuity. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, it's like, kind of hey. like the max titles from Marvel. From Marvel. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, how dark can we get? Yeah. Hey, uh, how dark can we, can we get? Not hey, uh, anti-monitor, uh, we'll, I need you. Can you get off that mountain, please? We'll, 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 <laughs> Hi, Dan Didio. I'm the anti-monitor. <laughs> can you do the Dan Didio voice from the anti-monitor mountain? Hi, I'm Dan Didio. No, it's high pitch. <laughs> Oh. Hi, I'm getting like Mickey Mouse. No, that's the point. It's hard. So we yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Anything else you want to talk about this one? Um, on that list, I is it, I don't think so. No, I think that's pretty much it. I um, just love how we keep referencing that at the anti-monitor mountain. A couple of things things are spoilers, so I don't want to talk about them too much. Yeah, please don't. I will um, say the, the Heroes in Crisis spoiler, that really intrigues me on what the book is about. Which one? Who the villain is. Do, oh, the, who the villain I'm is? Not, trust me, I will not spoil this. Uh, one, one of the things that intrigues me is who they're... Uh... Yeah. That's... Oh. Especially after um, Batman, Tom King's Batman run. So it makes me super excited. Yeah. And yeah. that's why it's hard for me to be like, I think Tom King is just good enough. He'll be able to push through all the studio. I always call it studio like it's a movie. Like the editorial, editorial. bullshit. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But there's um, also some uh, some uh, Michael Brian, Michael Bendis. Oh, Brandis, Michael, shit. Yeah. Michael Brian, ben- Michael Bendis, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Airbnb, Michael Bendis. Brian, Michael Bendis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, the, the kind of the gist of it is that they're not happy with the sales of the Superman books. Yeah. Uh. Damn. Well, not just that, but like the person who hired him. What was her name? Do you remember her name? Oh, oh shit! We, talk, we just had Diane her. Nelson. Diane Nelson. So the lady who hired him and like did like the big like Ben, this is coming like initiative. Like she's. I could w- be wrong. Yeah, I, I I didn't look this up. I believe that Diane Nelson, when she was hired, was the one who made the push for the New Fifty Two. Yeah. Uh, which was basically, hey, make your comics as popular as the movies. Yeah. Which you know didn't work. Bringing Bendis to DC, we'll, we'll do that for you. We'll make it popular. Well, I mean, but this was like a different thing. No, I, what I mean is like she do, like she doing things to get yeah, the word. And I think I think within the comic community it was big. Yeah. But I don't think it did much for getting new readers yeah. in there. So like she hired Bendis and then she's gone. So like the people upstairs up like okay, these are all rumors. The people upstairs aren't happy with like, "Hey, our savior's here and he's not saving us." Right. <laughs> um so Apparently, the sales of the creator-owned titles have also proved disappointing to DC, um, uh, which means publisher gets. Uh, nope, that's not the thing. Pearl number one has not has had has not has. That's, it, that's awful. It's, it's not had. Yeah. Uh, anywhere like the orders, it might so real need qu- to justify the book at DC. Real quick, um, Pearl number one is a is one of the new imprints that Bennis is doing at DC for Jinx World. For Jinx World, yeah. So like all this independent stuff is now going to be curated through DC. Right. Jinx um, World was was at one time like Icon uh, curated yes. through, uh, through Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Um, so Jinx World will now be through through DC, uh, but they don't get a whole lot of intellectual no, property from yeah, this. Yeah, because it's, it's independent stuff. So like they're putting a Batman special from 20 years ago that Bendis wrote. He wrote for DC one time 20 years ago. It was a small Batman book. Citizen Wayne. Citizen Wayne. Great name. <laughs> um, I get it yeah. now. So uh, they're going to put that 20-page that story in the back of Pearl to try to get more people to buy it because nobody wants to buy that book because it's not a Batman book. You know what? It's working. I want it. Yeah, I was gonna buy it because like it's about a tattooed like assassin lady, and I'm all that sounds dope to me. I don't care about any of the yeah. control titles, but I really want that Batman story. Exactly, and they're mm. the people that were looking at you. Or like, you won't buy this book, but you will if Bendis is Batman. So, in it. so yeah. question at the end, instead of saying Rosebud, does he say Ivy? Uh, all right, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> we uh, we had a good run. Uh, no more episodes for the rest uh, of the year. Really, that's the that's um, the dumb joke that ends it. Damn yeah. it! I'm just it's super interesting because like Superman, to be fair, is has never really been their big title. Like, it, like, I think they've always wanted him to be. Of course, yeah. he's their guy, but like, it's always been Batman. Though. It's always been Batman. Yeah. Like, Superman is the most popular superhero, or okay, maybe not most popular, but most recognizable because he's Superman. Whereas Batman has been the most popular because you go on the street, people actually relate to him. Yeah, because people's like, like people yeah, are like, oh, why my parents were killed? Yeah, I remember when I was launched off a dying planet into a rocket ship. Thanks, Rogelzar. A <laughs> few <laughs> Rogelzar. Hey, that uh, I just want—I do want to say that the Bennis stuff is really good. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of people, as I was trying to say earlier, is people were would they connect to Batman more because he is actually a human being. So they say, "Oh, if I train and fight hard enough, I could be that." Whereas Superman, they can't. Whereas I, I 
Nobody's a nice farm boy anymore. Yeah, basically, no, yeah. What's, basically, unless that guy, uh, except that guy who gave you your comics. Basically, back. Yeah. to cut to the chase, the book is doing about as well as the last Superman run, which with Jurgens is fine. But for yeah. a new number one that they, they launched real hard, they they made a major push for this. They made a TV commercial. They did a miniseries. They've they've never done what is essentially a setting the chessboard miniseries yeah. for a title, which is what they did for him. They pushed Bendis like they harder than him, anything. They allowed him to bring Jinx World. They were gonna give him a new imprint, which maybe put on hold now. They gave they gave him like the world, and like he's he's putting stuff out, yeah. but just nobody's getting it. And the, yeah. the thing is, the stuff is good. Yeah, they Man wanted Steel they wanted good. Tom King level Tom King Batman levels, uh, money, uh, uh, sales sales. Yeah, because they spent a lot of money on him, mm-hmm. and now and in their eyes, they're looking at it, it may not be paying off. And. I think it's again because like you know we like Superman we read comics but like most people don't care about Superman so like right. it's it's really it's a lot easier to get a number one Batman soul than it is a number one Superman yeah like yeah, they absolutely. really only care about Superman or Batman if they're in the movies if whereas, they're together yeah if they're together in the yeah. or if they're in Justice League or whatever whereas for us we're okay for what's getting in the long haul like Superman number one just came out last week so I'm prepared to get for that long haul two weeks yeah two it's, uh, it's it's less than a month yeah it just came out. So I'm prepared. Like this is Brian. It's his first serial. Action 1001 finally get, came out. I am ready for the long haul. I am ready to see how this progresses. I read all six issues of Man of Steel. I'm ready. Give me Bendis. But I'm scared that DC is like a little too scared. Like we don't know if this is gonna pan out. And I'm like, you guys are doing this too soon. You have to and wait. That's what a lot of this. That's what a lot of these rumors kind of see. Kind of yeah. show me is that Didio is. I think getting a getting ahead of himself. Yeah. Looking at the looking at the at the bottom line before there is one. Yeah. Yeah. Because number one of Superman just came out. One thousand one just came out. You gotta give this time. Maybe until issue twenty, then start freaking out. Not right when the first issue comes but out. We live in a society where number ones are the biggest thing, though. Here's the. Here's I, the I thing. know. Here's I the know. Thing, I guess I'm too much of an optimist. Optimist. An optimist. Ophthalmologist. Optimist. <laughs> here's the thing. Doomsday Clock number one. Yes. Unless I touch that that bag of worms. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> Doomsday Clock number one. Mm-hmm. Sold like hotcakes. Earth 2 Comics bought 300 copies of it. How many did it sell? I don't know. Okay. But that's not what I'm talking about. 300 copies. Let's say 300 copies per store because it was a big book. There was a lot of buzz behind it. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel number one, 150. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's the thing. We're, the Diamond doesn't tell you, doesn't tell the publisher how much did customers buy they tell you how much did the stores did the stores buy from diamond okay. yeah that's what the sales numbers are the the sales numbers do not represent the do not represent like they're not I individual sales it's comic yeah. book store sales it's if it's if this, if this store bought 150 this store bought 50 this store bought 50 uh then they go to dc and say hey your comic they bought 100 they bought 250 it doesn't mean those are going to sell it's, but they were bought yes right yeah so that's that's the that's also the problem with mm-hmm. just Diamond, Diamond Comics sales figures. That's why a lot of people go to go to like Amazon sales figures or Comicsology yeah. or things like that. Okay. So well, that's the that's the thing is they were looking for the sales numbers to be that big, uh, to be like Doomsday Clock, Batman, Rebirth number one big, yeah. mm-hmm. Action Comics big. Mm-hmm. They weren't. Yeah, I want to say. Um, some one of the other podcasts I listen to that they do monthly uh, sales, like the 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 miniseries, like it was like it was like barely it wasn't like the top ten, 
Like it just wasn't selling. Yeah. Um, and I just think, unfortunately, nobody bought that miniseries. I think it's just because it's Superman and people. I go to I go to the comic store every Wednesday with my friend who is a lapsed comic reader, but he's getting new number ones now, and because it's the best time, you know, Marvel and DC are killing it, and he just won't pick up Superman. I'm like, why won't you give it a chance? He's like, because Superman's boring. And I'm like, that's because all you know, Superman is that he's a boring farm boy. Hey, absolutely. Hate no, real quick. No, I know. Real quick on that, and I want to, and I don't want to dwell on that mo- on that on that bit. Yeah. Uh, a good writer can make anything interesting. I bought a Vision book. Who gives a shit about the Vision? Venom. Exactly. Who cares about Venom? Venom is so good, okay. guys. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think Venom is more popular than Vision. No, what I mean is exactly. No, but that's, but that's, that's the, the point. thing. Yeah, They're yeah. both characters. C-list characters can rise to the top. Oh, I don't think Venom's C-list. I do. You do? Oh, yeah. I don't uh, think so. Maybe like B, but like uh, Mr. Miracle is the epitome of a there small you, character. There you go. And that's, and that's the thing. Whoever's writing, if Superman's a boring character, you just haven't read the right exactly. Superman book. And I always say, say, I would, I would, I can. Just a dozen. Books. I can recommend you tw- five Superman books. You'll, you'll understand why you're wrong. But anyway, not to get too much on that. I feel like Man of Steel was trying to recreate what happened. The it's it's called Man of Steel for a very good reason. I don't know if you know this, Ben, but when John Byrne was leaving Marvel and went to DC, yeah. they launched a Man of Steel miniseries. I know. Just like Bendis did. Yeah. Just like Bendis did. Yeah, I, I, I the, think I've read a, t- a few issues of that. That's the that's what they wanted to do. They wanted this to be like, hey, remember when John Byrne left Marvel for DC? This is the same thing. Be just it's as excited. Too, yeah. mm-hmm. It's a major deal. And it's a major deal to people like us. Mm-hmm. But it's not... But people... Who the hell knows who John Byrne is anymore? No one. Who the hell knows who Brian Michael Bendis outside of us? Comic book people. That's it. That's it. That's it. And comic book people aren't the people driving sales for comic books. Batman gets headlines for spoilers. Superman does not. And we'll talk about that a little bit uh, in yeah. a later episode yeah. because that was bullshit. The biggest thing right. that Superman ever did was when he died in the 90s. Yes. That's the only headline he's yeah. ever had. And I yeah. just want to say this one thing. I'll make it quick, Brandon. I swear to God. I effing hate it when people say Superman is boring. He's not. He is awesome. That's it. Well, every, oh, we comic, book, on that. comic book people know that. It's just, yeah. Not, I just effing hate it when people yeah. say that because they say, oh, Batman's much better. But like, that's not what we're, but we're not going to yeah. talk about that. That's so not what we're talking about. I know. It's just... It's, Triggered. It's just frustrating <laughs> when... The industry does poorly. I yeah. mean, truthfully, that's kind of bottom line. Yeah. Because we really like it's, this it's industry. Our, it's our hobby. If our hobby doesn't do well, it's like, oh, your hobby sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if these, let's wrap up kind of, what do yeah. we think about these rumors? Ryan. Um, Man, unfortunately, all the creative the choices are coming true. So like there's only, I still have 100% faith in Heroes in Crisis. Like Tom King is like, is like the best thing. Like him and Donny Cates are the two best things happening in comics right now. They're doing the most interesting stuff. Um, so if this does turn out to be true and this is his first misstep, I'm like, oh man, because they're just waiting for him to mess up once so they, they can just slowly back away from him. If that's After the backlash of Batman. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Um, DC, Dan Didio is not happy with Batman 50. Yeah. And they made uh, Batman 50 and Catwoman 1 returnable. And they don't do that. No, they don't. They don't do that. So That's a big seller. So there was this video, I, want to, I just don't want to get on this too much, but like there was a video why, why DC is better than Marvel. The first point was actually really interesting they said sales marvel screws the direct market over royally they never make their comics returnable yeah. so you buy 300 comics 300 copies of avengers they sell if 50 copies sell you can't return the rest dc has always made their their titles returnable mm-hmm. except for the bigger ones batman 50 Catwoman yeah. number one they didn't make those returnable so when say Carr, our former boss yeah buys 300 copies of batman 50 they're not returnable a month later, that book doesn't sell. 
You're stuck with those copies. They're returnable now. Yeah, now. Because, oh, that's so bad. Because DC said, because it looks like DC's like, my bad. Oops. Maybe don't spoil your own book, dummies. Yeah, we'll get to that a little yeah. bit later in a different episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, so these books are uh, are returnable for a reason. It's because help help the direct market. And I don't know, like, what's the answer here? It's just I want to say because I think it's DC's way of apologizing. Because they 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 set themselves set up this book. There were a dozen crossover books and one shots, and there was save the date anniversary or save the date like little pamphlets. Like they pushed this thing so hard, and I know Tom King didn't push it to be what it was because his story was never about them getting married. Oh, that's what I was trying to get. Yeah, to get to is that he because they're not happy with him. It looks like yeah. because they're making this book returnable. Yeah, it looks like that they are kind of just waiting for any any chance. That's to... that's what I'm saying. That's why if Heroes in Crisis is bad, yeah. they're like, oh well, this is the first stepping stone where we can just get rid of. So you. then that's when they start moonwalking away from. Yeah, them. and like th- this dude is halfway through an incredible, incredible arc, and like if he doesn't get to finish it, that's like that's tragic. That is tragic because uh, he has a plan, and you could you after Fifty Men, you could tell he has a plan. This is some Jonathan Hickman shit. Oh yeah. Um. So like I. Everything else is true, so I guess uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Ben, uh, I don't like it. I mean, because I would remember. I remember, like after Rebirth, I'm thinking DC is on the up and up again. Because after the colossal failure, that was DCU. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Remember, remember that? I always forget these unpowered that? Superman on a bike. And, like, I'm, even though I'm wearing the unpowered Superman T-shirt, I just like the design. Gotham it, Academy. That's a good. That one. was good. I like that a lot. That yeah. was good. That was good. But after the colossal failure that was DCU, and then with Convergence, and now finally they're like, no, we're gonna man. We're, yeah, convergence. convergence. Yeah, convergence. Right? Or even uh, gave us John Kent. That I will say that and Secret Wars happen at the same time, and it's basically the same event. And I'm just holding both books in my hand and going, one of these is not like the other. Oh, or no. even a Future's End. Remember that? The first issue is dope. That first issue is awesome. And then it's not. Yeah, you got we're going a good one, and then just snowball from yeah. there. Bearded Flash. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was weird. Or bearded Superman, or the, although Brainiac was bearded weird. Flash. Beards are cool. But I was with Rebirth. I was so happy that DC was coming back on the up. We got Superman back. He's married to Lois. We have Jonathan. I am regretting not buying Tom King's Batman because now I hear how an amazing run that is. It's like I need to read these books. Bro, I was in. I was at the comic book store and I was like, I you, can only pick. You up just said bro. I love it. I know. I, I, you <laughs> you only, don't say that. You only. I used to say it a whole lot more, but I was looking at Detective Comics or, Tom, or Batman, and I read ba- both. I read the, couple, the first couple of issues of Batman, and I read the first couple of issues of Detective Comics. And I was like. Batman's kind of I've I've been here before I haven't been here before so I kept going with Detective Comics and then I'm reading like some mother effer yeah yeah I gotta say like <laughs> as like the big defender of his wrong I will say that first arc it's he he'll he'll admit it himself like I was still finding my ground I was still finding my footing but like once he got it man like that second right. volume and I on, will I will be fine trudging through the waters it's of not Batman even a but... trudge it's just like it's it's good it's fine yeah. it's what I said after, I've been here before after yeah. Scott Snyder it's really hard to talk yeah, exactly because I have to, this yeah. I have my Scott Snyder run of Batman that was phenomenal yeah. And now I hear Tom. I hear this new writer is taking on because uh, I never knew Tom King's name even before Number One came out. That's fair. Or Batman Number One Rebirth. Now I'm kicking myself, and I'm willing to put down the money to get those trades so I could get up to fifty and find out what the hell happened. And I may even. Oh no, you can find it out. DC put it online. No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm very good at avoiding spoilers on the internet. But even no, here... DC did it. It's good. Oh, You're good. mother efforts. We'll talk about it. Yeah, later, we'll talk though. about it another day. And also hearing how great because Brian, you you've told me so many amazing writers that's how i found out about donny cates rick remender um, these amazing Actually, writers sparks can you can thank sparks for Donnie oh Sp- sparks for donny cates you're right sparks for donny cates you for rick remender hell yeah holy shit tokyo ghost 
You're welcome. Well, actually, no, you told me about Black Science first. I just didn't put the name to the- Well, it was a book club on this podcast. Yeah, but this was before we did the show. He oh, was yeah. loading me Black Science. Uh, I didn't choose shit. Any writers? Whatever. You did. You did. Um, oh, shit. Who doesn't matter. Finish your final thoughts. Doesn't Let's go. Matter. <laughs> it sucks that DC is backing away. It sucks that they don't have faith in their writers anymore, and it pisses me off because these guys put their heart and soul in these books, and it shows in the in the writing, but for them, it's like, eh, bad press. We're going to back away. I think it's gotten to the point where this industry is so concerned with the bottom line. And I understand they have to be. It's a I, prof, It's a for-profit company, I understand, so they have to. I understand that they have to be because the industry does not do well. The comics industry is a very poor... It, it just doesn't. I will say, uh, Tom King's Batman sells like gangbusters every single yeah. issue. So just because you don't like the fact what he did doesn't mean that that's not a good book. You just don't like there's his choice. That doesn't mean you should think about getting rid of him or anything like that. But ultimately... Every year, every month, sales figures are down. Yeah, until a uh, number one comes out, and then it's de- and then it's worse the next month. But even but even so, like, dude, Venom look- sold like two hundred, three hundred thousand copies. Yeah, like it's unheard of. You look at the diamond sales figures, and again, the diamond sales figures are not great. Like the, the, we've talked about before, how they're how they're skewed. Dude, X Men in the nineties sold a million copies. I cannot understand how. You know why? Because that X Men show was awesome, and people were more accepting of comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. That nineties was the comics was the comics. You can honestly, you can thank that X Men com- uh, TV show, man, a lot. But it, it's just, it's just worrying to see some of these, and again, a lot of the more worrying rumors have not been have not become true so far. But a lot of the but all the creative ones have. Mm-hmm. All the creative ones have, and yep. so it's it's just kind of like, you don't want to see a good thing go. Yeah, especially because it's so good right now. Like it's so good. There's a lot of really good stuff right yeah. now. Yeah. Like uh, the entire industry as a whole is like um, it's like better than it's ever. Been. It's like ever creatively been. certainly. Yeah. Creatively, it is certainly on a on a, on a high again. I think we haven't seen since John Hickman's Avengers. Yeah. The last couple of years uh, uh, were rough. Yeah. And then we're so like we're getting back to where we want. I think mm-hmm. we're seeing a, a a great creative boom. However, again, and going back to comics creators, uh, comics uh, industry being more conservative. The bottom line, financially, we're worse off than ever. I mean that's why DC raised the, their books and they got rid of the digital codes. Like, yeah. Yeah. there's a big worry that like all comics are going to be four ninety nine by next year. I'm like, <sighs> and I I totally see it. Yeah, because Marvel, dude, every number one's four ninety nine, five ninety nine, yeah. every book. Yeah, holding the nine at two ninety nine. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, bullshit. Well, but, you know, did you ever find out what happened to Throne of to War of the Seven Seas? Uh, no, I couldn't find anything about it. Okay, cool. The last article right. was from a year ago saying, is Jeff Johns coming back to it? No. Nope. <laughs> well, let's hope that happens eventually. Yeah. He teased that in Justice League. Watch it be in Aquaman the movie. That's where it's that's happening. A, that's the, the sequel to 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 uh, Throne of Atlantis. It's a sequel, prequel, reboot. Man. A shriekwal. I really want that, to- that story to come back. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on. Let's get into our book club. <gasps> now, a quick note about the book club. Uh, you are going to be hearing our intro, and then you will be hearing Sparks. Hey, His thoughts on on the book club, and then we will get into ours. Uh, he was he was not here, obviously, so he was gracious enough to record. Yeah, I'm right here. He was gracious enough to record a little bit uh, for us. He's hanging out with the anti monitor. So, uh, without further ado, let's. Welcome to the fake nerd comic shop. Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um. Anything readable? Hey gang, Sparks here. Sorry I couldn't be there with you guys in person, but I wanted to lead you guys into the book club this week since we picked it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Now, a couple weeks ago, uh, Steve Ditko passed away, and we picked these issues because I wanted to give him some attention um, to some of his strongest works. So, 
let's see. We started with Amazing Fantasy number 15, which was the first appearance of Spider-Man, um, which is just really good stuff to, to look at, uh, just to see where everything started from and, and Ditko's involvement to create the identity of Peter Parker and what a strong issue it was for the time with Peter going full rogue once he stopped being a nerd and had his powers and was like, I, I'm just going to be a big shot celebrity now. And then having the robber pass by him and, of course, shoot Uncle Ben later. What a powerful issue that was. So that was a lot of fun to to revisit and reread. And then we went on to Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 30 through 34. And I really enjoyed reading these. I haven't, I've read these issues, but it's been a really long time and I'd never really, like, paid attention to the panels that were being done by Ditko, but this was some seriously great stuff. Um, I really love the last panel on issue 30 where we see a shadowy ghost Spider-Man separating Peter and Betty. Uh, that's just such a, such a well-done piece. So the whole story here is, is about this breakup of, uh, Peter and Betty because Peter realizes that Betty's never actually going to want to be with him because of him being Spider-Man, not in the long term anyway. And then we've also got this story of him slowly learning that Dr. Octavius, Otto Octavius, uh, is doing all these experiments that uh, he's been getting in the way of, and that ultimately leads to him getting crushed under the rubble in that iconic moment that we've seen uh, so many times in the references to the cover and the moments in the comic, um, and really just incredible artwork uh, by Ditko here for the time, just showing... Peter with that struggle and, and such a strong and iconic moment that they wound up referencing it in Spider-Man Homecoming, which is so awesome. Um, and Peter having to encourage himself to get up and get out of there because uh, Aunt May is ill and he's trying to save her life with a serum he gives to Kurt Connors. Just just a really strong arc here. This was one of Ditko's last... This was Ditko's last time on, on Spider-Man and it's a really strong way for him to have gone out. Uh, it also introduced Harry and Gwen and um, which is uh, pretty cool and how they're all kind of judging Peter uh, without knowing that he's actually not paying them any mind because of uh, Aunt May being in the hospital. Um, I think one of my favorite lines that was in here was, uh, I eat my crunchies and brush after every meal, which Spider-Man said in reference to the fact that he should be able to bust up the bad guys because he does those things. Um just some really great, great art done here. Uh, the panels of Spider-Man lifting the rubble truly are uh, just so well done. Uh, very classic comics. Uh, really love them. And then in uh, Strange Tales 110 was the introduction of Doctor Strange at the end. Uh, of course, the whole issue is actually about uh, Human Torch stuff before that. But uh, I was specifically looking at the Steve Ditko Doctor Strange stuff at the end. Um, and the appearance of him is, uh, really, really interesting. Uh, it almost has a, uh, Watchmen-like look with the way they've set up the panels and the art that Ditko's using here. Um, especially for the look of Strange and Nightmare. It's, it's some really great use of color. I, I really enjoyed reading this. Uh, I didn't know that Ditko had done work like this when he started working on Doctor Strange during his first appearance. And then uh, in Strange Tales 146, it had some seriously cool art with uh, Dormammu and Eternity colliding. That was that was some insane stuff. I, I thought that was some of the coolest art I've ever seen from Ditko was actually in Strange Tales 146. Um, Ditko was enjoying creating a lot of stunning imagery 
uh, as he wound out the end of his career, I think. And all the panels are just so full of life once eternity appears in this issue. Um, and again, this was one where I was referencing specifically Ditko's work with Doctor Strange uh, after the Nick Fury stuff. So that's that's what I'm focusing on. Um, but yeah, this was a, this was actually a lot of fun to look back at some of these classic comics. Uh, Ditko's art really holds up in such an incredible way, and these these were some really exciting pieces to look at, especially the the Strange Tales 146. I, I was blown away by some of the art there. I'd, I'd never looked at this issue before, so that was really really cool. And uh, I love that. A lot of people love that classic uh, Spider-Man story from 30 to 34. So really glad that we got to take a look at this in honor of Ditko. So. Uh, love to hear what you guys have to say about it and uh, hope you guys all have a great podcast and I will talk to you later. See ya. Sparks out. So that was Sparks. What did you guys think of the book club? Spider-Man. He's from the 60s. It's real cheesy. <laughs> Makes me icky. It, it, it <laughs> no, took me a bit to get through some of these. I loved it. Oh as, God, I love cheese. As what I said earlier when I was reading these, uh, there's this classic Ditko. And classic then, Ditko. Yeah, and then I realized... Uh, Wow, my Stanley's mouth, my brain, and my mouth. Sometimes yeah. they do not work hand in hand. It is bad. So no, okay. When I say bad, I mean myself. I'm not talking about these books because the what art was is. The, what was the Christian people at, at Comic Con talking about Jesus in your oh, mouth? Oh, jeez, yeah. So they're talking about like you oh. got you use your mouth to like oh, feed the right. babies, and I'm just like, you want me to use do what with my mouth and the babies? I don't think they liked it. <laughs> There's so something weird. about that. Yeah, just talk about babies and mouths. I'm like, there's like a thousand people here. Why oh, are you yelling this? So, so real quick, I was at Bubba Gums yesterday for my friend's birthday. Some Ooh. dude walks into the restaurant and says, it smells like shrimp in here. <laughs> I shit you not. All the whole table heard that. And we're like, did that guy seriously just say that? Jeez. It's like, do you know, where, did you not notice the big ass shrimp outside? Shrimp. Anyway, we've already done Gumbo already shrimp. Here. No, but I I actually see why Sparks picked these because I never read Amazing Fantasy 15 before. Yeah, it's great material to sleep to. <laughs> shit it's like watching paint dry no and, I loved it no and you guys are right the origin of Spider-Man has not changed at all yeah. and I'm uh, actually yeah. kind of like that yeah yeah I, I think it's a testament to how good the story was especially Amazing Fantasy 15 mm-hmm. that a lot of that stuff hasn't changed like it's kind of changed a little bit like oh he didn't just have the suit made eventually like it it's been expanded on but yeah. The bare bones of, of his yeah. origin story has always been the same he always yeah. let the dude go and the dude go kills Uncle Ben and he and then he gets him, and then he realizes his mistake and becomes Spider-Man. Uh, so one of my favorite lines is uh, uh, when the spider's going down the nuclear radiation thing and gets buzzed, and it's like, a spider whom fate has given a starring, if brief, role to play in the drama we call life. That's some, like, Shakespearean silly shit, and I love well, it. You know, Stan Lee, before he started writing comics, he wanted to be a, a novelist. He sense. was like, I want to write the great American novel. Then he created the Fantastic Four. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to stick with the comic books. <laughs> I just read this in Stan Lee's voice. Every, like, everything, a spider, whom fate? You did hear believers? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I also read the, I also read those narration bubbles in Stan Lee's voice. It was weird. I can't help it. Yeah, the the artwork is, especially in the later stories, is amazing. Like it's it's a really impressive cosmic stuff in the Doctor Strange. Uh, in the Doctor Strange, Jesus, issue. you didn't see it, Ben, but it's no, straight up like no I'm everything look- we know from like cosmic stuff. Like he created like in the sixties. I am looking at it now, and it is dope. Uh, yeah, 
that one. No, I it actually was the like, bit where Dormammu is like facing down Eternity. Like holy Eternity shit. shows. Uh, sorry, sorry, Spider Man, real quick. <laughs> Eternity shows them like, yo, this is too big. Get out of here, Doctor D- or Doctor Strange. I gotta handle this guy. <laughs> Wrong Doctor, buddy. But yeah, also, yeah, yeah. I actually really like this. Doctor Dormammu. <laughs> Doctor Dormammu. <laughs> Doctor Dormammu. I've come to bargain oh, for my Dr. health. Paging Doctor Dormammu. I've come to bargain for my health bill. Yeah, holy like crap! A doctor and, a, and like it's instead of house, it's just a dude with a flaming head. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, but also, I really like this panel from I think it was Spider Man thirty. 31. 31 where um because at this point in time mm-hmm. peter parker has a huge crush on um betty betty brant betty betty what betty brant betty brant and she actually strap says no i want to marry peter parker but before she says that she's like i just want a man to come home who comes home to me man, i don't want him to it do is, anything it sucks yeah <laughs> like and of course, just, i don't want him to go out and have adventures i don't want him to it's do. ned it's ned Leeds is like Will you marry me, Betty Brand? And she's like, I can't answer you. I have to call my best friend Peter Parker. God, it's <laughs> and then she's like, Yo, I want to marry you, but of course but she she's... doesn't even get to say that. No, yeah, he wa- he storms off before he can she can say it. Yeah, but because she's like talking about all the things she wants in a man, and it's like I just don't want I just want to have a steady job, come home to me, and just be come with his pipe, his paper, and me, blah blah blah. And of course, Peter Parker's like, But I'm Spider Man. But I like the the page where there's like a ghost spider, not Gwen Stacy, like <laughs> yeah. like an apparition Spider Man, like pushing the two away because really nice. he realizes that he has to be a dick to her. I'm thinking, man, he's got to push her away like he did MJ. It's very yeah. it's very symbolic of uh, just kind of like what's come between them, which is Spider Man, mm-hmm. and that that's that basically sets up all of Spider-Man's history. Yeah. It's like Spider-Man's come between him and everyone in mm-hmm. his life. So, this is Peter Parker narrating, a typical Parker day. I lost my girl, I couldn't even find the cat, and didn't even have a token for the subway ride home. Well, this is a bad day for Peter Parker. Oh yeah, this was May in the 60s, <laughs> so they used tokens oh, back then. I can't take it. If I have to stay there, I won't be able to help myself. I'll have to pick it up. I'll go outside the house. It's the only way. Also, Aunt May's like, dying in yeah. these issues. Oh, I can't show PETA that I'm dying. I'm yeah. fainting. Oh. No, I remember there's like this thing where it's like Aunt Pe- Aunt Oh, Pe- and J. Jonah Jameson no, no, is no. like, I can't give him my thousand dollars. No, no, not <laughs> just that, but it's um the 60s slang because you guys have seen that cut from that uh, Avengers comic where... Oh, Solid Dick? Wh- yeah, Solid Dick from an Iron Man. All right, Shellhead. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's the, what's the bit of the slang that he says it's to the Aunt May? Solid Dick it was slang for straight no, not, talk. No, in the comic. Oh, he's like, your apple pie is the most. And Aunt May's like, oh, the most, most of what? That, most. I got it right here. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, Aunt May, I want to catch Betty before she gets to work. And thanks again for the apple pie. It was the most. The most what? Just an expression, Aunt May. Like, they had slang... <laughs> So I want to bring back the most. Oh, so oh. there's a panel in there's a panel in Amazing Fantasy 15 that they recreate in Jessica Jones. Which, Which one? one? Uh, it's the bit where where he's t- trying to ask a girl out. Uh, okay. And th- in that panel, there's a flashback in Alias where you see that that Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, yeah, is is there? Okay. Because she always had a crush on Peter Parker. Oh. They went to high school together, and she had a crush on him. That's cute. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when when they when they meet later on in life, um, and she finds out that Peter Parker is Spider Man, he's like, I. I had a crush on you. That's so cute. <laughs> you never gave me the time of day. <laughs> Luke Cage is pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um. So uh, Flash is a creeper boy, and he's like stalking Betty. Oh, oh yeah. And, oh, uh, he's, he's, sta- he's stalking, he like, like knocks him out. Yeah. He's like stalking remember. this one chick or yeah. something. It's Betty. It's Betty. It is and Betty. And so Peter's I like, I don't understand. How did he knock him out? <laughs> I don't know. So uh, f- so uh, Betty's like, hey Peter, can you like stall him? And Peter's like, anyway, if she's so anxious to find Liz after work, she's at the Dylan department it's store. Liz. Liz Allen. There yeah. it is, Liz Allen. Uh, and obviously, Spider-Man: that's all- Homecoming is Liz Allen. There you go. Also, Ned Leeds is. 
Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah. Ned Leeds. Uh, so Flash oh, is like, <laughs> ha, I knew you were too chicken to hold out on me. And then Peter's like, you'll change your Neanderthal mind when I find out I lied to you, Sonny boy. Uh, <laughs> Sonny boy. Uh, it's just, it's so classic Spider-Man. And like the, the the characterization of Peter Parker, he's a nerd. And like all that stuff is still true 50 years later. Like Flash is a douchebag. Like it's all, everything is, 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 is fantastic and fun. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming's Flash Thompson. There you mm-hmm. go, yeah. <laughs> it's a Par- lot of characters. Pe- pe- what is it? Penis Parker. Penis yeah. Parker. Penis Parker. Fifty years later. Uh so unfortunately, you didn't get to read the the uh, Doctor Strange stuff. Ah, uh, damn it! But like, no, it's it's like uh, that stuff is wicked wild. But it's crazy. That yeah. first issue, the Strange Tales of Moon Knight, a lot. Yeah, really like interesting. Standalone stuff. Thing. I love the art in it. I mean, Doctor Strange. We don't really see what he what he will like look. It's like it's like later. a cool like uh, like he's already like the Sorcerer Supreme and he's like a mystical. Person, he's like almost not even the main character. Yeah, it's awesome. what I liked about it a lot is that the twist that the the guy who comes looking for Doctor Strange is the bad guy. That's awesome. That's why it reminded me of Moon Knight. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so yeah, this guy's having really bad dreams of this chain person every night. Uh, and, and he's like, I'm gonna go talk to somebody who helps me. And he sees Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange goes into his dream, and the chain person's like, He ruined my life. He's the bad guy. And then like while Doctor Strange is meditating, the guy's like, I'm gonna shoot you, Doctor Strange. This, what is what was the What's Nightmare? the villain? Nightmare. Nightmare. Nightmare's like, oh, I was making this guy have bad dreams, but this guy's actually the bad guy. I almost said Dr. Nightmare. Yeah, hey, Paging man. Paging Dr. Nightmare. Paging Dr. Nightmare. Man, a lot of doctors here. <laughs> um, so many doctors. Paging Dr. Doom and yeah, Dr. Uh, Nightmare. Just, can you just imagine that hospital where you're just like sitting there? Is, like, Strange Dormammu Nightmare. Pa- Paging Dr. Dormammu. I don't understand. Page and Doctor Nightmare. Like, every time, really weird. Every time Dormammu walks by, like the fire, the, the fire things go off. <laughs> Just like, someone sitting there in the waiting room. Paging Doctor Doom. I don't know. I don't know if I trust these people. <laughs> it's like, he disappears. Mortals. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's like, um, honey, what, what, uh, what hospital are we at again? Oh, we're at General Darkness. What? Yeah. Next <laughs> sanctuary. Kaiser Permanente. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's pretty shit. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mic drop. He has the best insurance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. So like, Nightmare is giving this dude bad dreams, but it's because he's like a bad person. So then like the dude wakes up and he's like, "Oh, you know I'm a bad person, Doctor Strange. I'm gonna kill you now." Yeah, and then Doctor like Doctor Strange like gets him. He's just like, trance. "Nope." And he's like, "No, you're not gonna do that because I have the Eye of Agamotto." Yeah, and he's like, which is not which is called the amulet, and this is not called a, the Eye of Agamotto. It's just Agamotto. a metal eye. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I have this metal eye, sucker. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I don't know. When did the Eye of Agamotto become a time stone? I wonder. Mm. Reboot? Never. Mm. It was. It was just the movies. Yeah, I was gonna say just the movies. It's just the movies. Yeah. I'm just playing just, the fool. Oh, I got you. Oh, okay. I'm the, the fake fool nerd. For believing. I'm playing the fake nerd. I like it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on? Um, I quite enjoyed the the cat burglar story. Yeah, it's like fun. it's it's like so Spider Man is literally swinging next to a building and just the cat burglars on the building. He's like, oh, thank God, Spider Man didn't steal me. <laughs> I re- I remember that. That was yeah. funny. Well, actually, one thing I want to talk about because the reason why Sparks picked these is because of art. Because this was all Ditko. Steve Ditko. Yeah. And one thing I actually like is, like, you know, when you see the first um, drawing of Spider-Man, especially when someone who's been going to be on this character for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing that very first sketch of Spider-Man in his costume. Yeah. And even as the years went by, it hardly changed. I mean, yeah, it's gotten a little sharper. The designs change a little bit. If but it's broke, it, if it's not broke, don't yeah, fix it. Yeah, it ain't broke, don't fix it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of one of my favorite artists that I didn't put on the thing a while ago, which I should have, which was Patrick Spaz Spaziante, who drew Sonic the Hedgehog oh, for okay. years. He did the covers, he did a bunch of issues, and his drawing of Sonic always evolved, and it just got more and more beautiful as time went on. Seeing Ditko's first ever sketch of Spider-Man in Amazing Fantasy, and then knowing of how that sketch just became what Spider-Man is today, because Spider-Man's m- main look hasn't changed you look at batman's first appearance it's changed a lot 
Yeah. Yes. The skeleton's there, but yeah, a lot yeah. of the, the minutiae's different. I mean, the, obviously the skeleton's there, but then Spider-Man, it's always like the big eyes, the red suit, and the webbing. It's yeah. always that. I mean, if it <laughs> isn't, it's like they're not Peter Parker because that suit is Peter Parker. Amazing that Fantasy is, 15 is so fast. Yeah. Like, I got bit by the spider. I got super strength. I'm gonna build these webs because I'm smart. Like, oh my god, my uncle and aunt—they love me. I oh no, my world dead. of me. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, screw the kids at school. My aunt loves my my uncle <laughs> yeah. and aunt love me. And it's then friends. he gets home and he realizes that he screwed. Like he's a dick in the suit, but then he's like, everyone else put me down except for my aunt and uncle. So you, you kind of get—he's kind of like like, hey, screw you, society. I'm gonna be with the people who truly care about me. And then he realizes his screw up. And then of course the famous line of with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so like reading that in the first line I was like oh, okay there it is I'm happy now uh, one of these lines oh yeah um, <laughs> he, uh, Spider-Man's chasing the cat burger and he's like whither thou goeth I go pussycat and I'm like Stanley you little you, you, you silly man mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's that's what I love like like the core of Spider-Man has not changed and that's that's because like no, it when, when it starts so strong you don't need to change it and it's really great to see like going to Doctor Strange that was really great to see how uh, you see the cosmic influence that even today we Man. still have on that. Yeah. Like a lot of that, I didn't realize how much of that first movie was Dicko. Yeah, straight like, up. Straight yeah. up Dicko. We're, we're talking uh, the Tobey Maguire one, right? No, Doctor uh, Strange. Doctor, oh, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Oh, shit, yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that stuff with Dormammu and the Dark Dimension, that's straight mm. up Ditko. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, and like uh, like his Peter Parker's like lanky, like he looks like a nerd. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, And Doctor Strange is like, he, like, he looks so good. interesting. He looks like Andrew Garfield. He kind of does. I think Andrew Garfield kinda. played the character too cool. Yeah, way too cool. He doesn't. Write but I think, uh, but I think Andrew Garfield was kind. Might have been the right choice for the character. If they did, right. they kind of like nerded him up. Yeah, a bit. okay, I'll allow yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But Andrew Garfield. But like, he was. He's lanky. He is he's lanky. You're right. Just put some glasses, like those big Coke bottle glasses on, him, and then you're go- golden. Yeah. yeah. Also, I like seeing the uh, Gwen Stacy. First. Yeah, and she immediately has a has like a crush on him. Immediately, but then of course J. Joe and Jameson like I can't give Spider Man a thousand. That's so good. So like just a thousand dollar bounty to to get the stuff. The, but the like cat, yeah. The cat and then Spider Man goes shows up to Jonah. He's like Jonah, you're gonna give me that money, bitch. <laughs> Jonah's like, oh, I hate Spider Man. I need to get a, a one of my guys no, out. I like there. I like how we see the the people doing the other crimes and they're like, oh, the cat planned this. The, yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not, not, not the cat. By the way. I, when I first read something about the cat, I'm thinking, wait, they introduced the black Felicia Day, black cat this yeah. early? The black no. Felicia Day. The the, the black cat it's Felicia, Felicia Knight. <laughs> wait, is it Felicia Day? It's Felicia. It's Felicia Hardy. Felicia, Felicia Hardy. Hardy. Damn it. Felicia Day, yeah, is the actress. Yeah. Felicia Hardy. You got, us, you got us too. You got us Hardy. Yeah, okay. Hardy boys. Okay, so in the comic, who who's black cat? Her secret Felicia, Felicia Hardy. Hardy. Felicia Hardy. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing so, Spider-Man 2 is Felicia Hardy. Oh, Jen Arso. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that, oh, oh, fuck that. was. Oh, damn it. <laughs> ah, Dormammu! <laughs> Dormammu! <laughs> oh, that was the one. <laughs> yeah. That was generous. But anyways, I thought that it was going to introduce the black cat, but instead it was the cat burger, which I have to admit, that's actually a pretty cool villain name. Yeah, his, but he doesn't dress up like a cat. Yeah, his whole thing is like, oh, Spider-Man, I'm too low-key low, low for yeah. Spider-Man to get me. I'm just like, I'm a cat burglar. It's the Vulture's... Uh, uh, it's the Vulture's... Yeah. Uh, it's like, the Avengers aren't going to catch me. They're not even going to know I'm doing a thing. Yeah, they don't care about my I'm stolen shit. I'm too below shit. their pay grade. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man's cool, though. Shall we get out of here, then? Yeah, Let's get out. All right. Steve Co., you're the best. I'm sorry you're not alive anymore. I'm sorry you're dead. Rest, rest my brother. You led a long life. Well, let's do the giveaway first. (gasps) Giveaway. So we've got a giveaway coming up. Uh, We'll do it. We'll do it today. 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 I'm so tired, guys. I'm sorry. I feel you. Let's get out of here. But first, our giveaway is uh, two. Not one. Not one. But not three. 
No, but two. Maybe. We'll have more as the time goes on, possibly. We had a lot of posters at Comic-Con. Yeah, we did. But uh, the we'll post it online, obviously, but we'll give away two Marvel-exclusive Comic-Con posters. Sorry, DC. Uh, the first one is the More Than a Legacy 10th anniversary of the Hall H uh, of the Hall H poster. All, like, all mm-hmm. the best moments, yeah. Yep. All the best moments of Hall H. Uh, that will be the first prize. The second prize will be an Iron Fist uh, Joe Quesada poster. It looks real cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, in order to win, we'll post it on on, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, but po- uh, tell us what your favorite moment from Comic Con was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hashtag it fake nerd pod, and uh, we'll we'll find it. Hashtag fake nerd pod. Hashtag Comic Con. Hashtag one love, one justice, one love. Hashtag well, maybe not all that. And okay. also models are not included. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll know find, why. You'll know why we. I say cost that. extra. Sorry, guys. You'll find out. Uh, so yeah, w- uh, we'll open it for two weeks. Uh, and then we'll pick a winner on the show. Mm-hmm. So and then we'll contact you. Uh, so or whoever gives me the most money. No. What? You didn't? I didn't hear that. No. Hundred dollars is the start. I'm not opposed to a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to. You have to comment. And if you want these posters, you yes. have to comment. Yes, exactly. My Venmo is. No. <laughs> no. Right. We're not that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But anyway, before we end the show, we have to say thank you to Funko. Thanks, Funko, yeah. for being fun. We are, uh, as you know, we are a Funko affiliate, mm-hmm. uh, which means if you follow the link in the description, uh, you can buy anything on that Funko site. And guess what, guys? That cereal is out now. Yes, it 10% is. 10% off, right? The, the Freddy, yeah, 10% off. If you use Shop 10, mm-hmm. why don't you go get that new Freddy Funko cereal? Ooh, yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Tell us how it is. Or if you see any other cool stuff, still get Do that. Do you think we can ever get like our own like code like hey type in like fake butt fake butthole for <laughs> no <laughs> well first off I'd never let it be that well no yeah. I know I'm like okay if you want like fake elbow how about that <laughs> I was I will still put a hard video on All that right, but cool. still use shop 10 s-h-o-p yeah. one and zero yeah at the at during checkout on the discount code thingy and we get a kickback from that yeah yes so, so uh, buy your stuff from them and help us out everyone too. loves Funko Pops go buy Funko Pop give yeah. us like two cents yeah honey until next <laughs> week, until she next week, guys. <laughs> until next week, then. Uh, next week we'll be doing Christopher Robin as a review. Oh, <laughs> oh, Paul! Very excited for that. Uh, but the nerdiest of shit. Yeah, Pooh Bear, <laughs> the most adorable yeah. of shit. But until then, until ne- uh, next week, guys. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. Thank uh, you. We're greatly appreciative. I do. Uh, Jeremy Bellucci. Uh, you can find him on Instagram. I don't know what his current Instagram thing is. He changed it's, it. He changed it. Pretend oh. it's JB Jabberwock. It's still JB Jabberwock, sure. Uh, but he does our theme music and segment intros, and we're greatly appreciative of that as well. He's also in a band called The Element. That's also awesome. You guys should definitely check that band out. I uh, just listen to some of their stuff, Jeremy. I like it. We don't. We don't talk about that enough. Uh, but he does. He does a podcast called Suburban Proctologist. I have his new Instagram name. It's Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Just one word. There you go. Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Um, you can find his show, Suburban Proctologist, on iTunes. Uh, rate and review that if you can. Uh, Facebook.com uh, slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Mike Batola, thank you Mike, uh, Mike, Mike. for your collaboration with our logo. You can find him at Mike Batola on Instagram and Twitter. Heck yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, guys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? DJ, Tony, Snark at everything. Find me in No Man's Sky. Ben? Ben Magnet 27. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever podcasts to listen to. Rate and review. Marketplace. No, not the Zoom Marketplace. Rate and review wherever you get us. Until next time, guys. Stay fake nerds.